At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Tuesday night. It is Tuesday night, Titans. It is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I am your host, J.D. from New York. As always, joined by my co-host on Tuesday nights, a very good friend, Mr. Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? What's going on, man? I don't another know. Tuesday. Another I don't know Tuesday. what's going on, man. It's another Tuesday. Uh, we are 39 days away from WrestleMania. And boy, are we busy. That's going to be busy. Mm-hmm. You had a major announcement today, man. I think people are going to be seeing us in the parking lot of Lincoln Financial Field. They will be. We will be doing a live tailgate on Sunday in uh, Lincoln Financial Field. In Well, I should say on Lincoln Financial Field property in Philadelphia right before WrestleMania Sunday. It's going to be a big day. Myself, JD, Tailgate Joe, all the food, beer, wine, soda, you can handle if you want to upgrade to that money in the bank VIP. You could do some liquor too. I will say this. We are booking some Hall of Fame talent for Saturday. Get ready. It's all included in your ticket price. So buy your tickets now because once they sell out, once I start announcing these names, good luck getting tickets. I'm telling you that right now. And uh, for you guys, conveniently right before the stream started, I pinned the link that Drew put out on social media earlier today on Twitter. I pinned that link in the live stream chat at the very top. So if you guys want to go get your tickets and you're going to be in Philadelphia, Sunday is the place to be. There is a Saturday and Sunday tailgate. Drew and I will be doing TNT business on Sunday because we have a loaded week already going into that weekend. So click that link and make sure you guys join us for the tailgate outside WrestleMania 40 at Lincoln Financial Field. So it's going to be awesome. They're very much looking yes, forward sir. to that weekend. Uh, I actually also have new merchandise for you guys uh, tonight. Go and go, go and get your shirt, man. Seriously, I got I got I got a rag on them because they deserve it, man. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. The go Google it design is now available on Bonfire.com. Go and get yours today. Uh, we've had uh, double digit sales already today, so make sure you guys go get that. And uh, I quite like it. And I, you don't quite say I am in fact, not going to go Google it because it's their job to tell me exactly what the fuck is going on. So I left you guys a link. What's that? Is that an eyeball in the belly button? (laughs) God, that's creeptastic. I don't know, man. You're the second person that noticed that, man. I wasn't sure you were going to notice that. That is creepy. Yeah, I know. Go, go get it, guys. It's linked in the description. You'll see it. Go Google it, bonfire.com, man. 
Follow Drew and I on social media at JD from NY206 at Andrew Bedala on X. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications and please get those super chats in. We will be here at the end of the show to answer all of your comments, all of your questions, and whatever concerns you guys may have. We got a loaded show here, man. We got a lot to get into. So as usual, I'm going to leave it up to you. What do you want to talk about? Feel like Cody Rhodes. I know. I was going to say, what do you want to talk about? Um, you know what? I think we should do the proper thing here. It's proper. Uh, yeah. I think we should talk about Sting. Sting's last okay. match will be in Greensboro, North Kakalaki, also known as North Carolina. He will go out teaming with Darby Allen. If you go back and read the Players Tribune article that Darby put out, it's fantastic. I did not read it yet. It's really good. I mean, you know, Darby talks about never meeting your heroes, and he said Sting was somebody I'm glad I met and glad was my hero and all that other stuff. And I've been there um, with some of your, you know, your heroes. You meet people, and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden you meet them, and you're like, wow, this guy or girl sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Um, That's why I've learned to, like, not idolize anybody anymore. But uh, Sting tagging against the Bucks, Sting and Darby tagging against the Bucks at Revolution in the absolute main event for the tag team titles. I think we should start there. Yeah, uh, I'm very much looking forward to the show. Um, From top to bottom, I will say this. I know I've been hard on AEW. Uh, The one thing I don't like about uh, how everything has transpired here is how Drew and myself and then myself and Jesse and then me on my own, you know, we've been very critical of, of AEW and rightfully so, because there is a change that has happened, and some of the show does not feel the way it used to be, and they just throw matches out there with no rhyme or reason. And I want to say, the majority of this show has, I would say, Drew, you know, you, you may think differently here. I think the majority of this show has some of their better stories from top to bottom going into Sunday. What do you think about that? I think AEW Revolution, besides the one match that was just added with Willie Hobbs, um, Wardlow, and... Oh, the, uh, the 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 Meat Madness? Yeah, and listen, Wardlow's my guy. <laughs> Willie Hobbs is my dog. I mean, Willie Hobbs is the man. Uh, absolutely have a great amount of respect for all the men in this match. That's the only thing that I'm kind of like, eh. But yeah, there's a lot of stories to be told here at Revolution. I love how AEW lean into the whole is Hangman hurt, all this other stuff because you know he might have had a personal issue, which we're I'm never going to discuss. Um, I love it. I love what AEW has done recently for Revolution. There's a lot of stuff that has a lot of story and a lot of build. I love the fact that Danny Garcia and not that Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia yeah. and Christian Cage are having a TNT title match. I said it before on the show. I did not want Edge to have Adam Copeland to have another match. It just didn't make any sense. Like, give me something. And I think realistically what you're seeing is this is helping build Danny Garcia. So I like a lot of this stuff that AEW is doing. I really do. Again, the main event is Sting, Darby versus the Bucks. And this is the perfect time for Joe to retain, keep his championship into the next pay-per-view. Again, there's a lot of stories here with AEW. Um, and, you know, for as hard as I am on them, this pay-per-view has a lot of backbone. And I could dig it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good story going into this. And, um, you know, I got to give Tony Khan credit. From top to bottom, this looks like it could be the best AEW show, hands down, um, for the entire year. And usually they are excellent on pay-per-view. I always, uh, I think I've coined uh, Tony Khan, Mr. Pay-Per-View. He just nails it. 
He just yeah. nails it uh, every time he does it. I mean, I, I think there's a handful, not even a handful, maybe one or two that weren't really up to par. And you and I were at one of them, and that was on Long Island at World's End. Yeah. It was a very subpar show. But uh, I guess we'll start with Sting. Sting and Darby, tag team championships on the line. They are the ti- uh, title holders. They're going into this match, defending those tag team titles against the Young Bucks. The story here is obviously the Bucks have turned over a new leaf. They are riding this this new character change uh, post all outs or all in, I should say. Uh, after the whole CM Punk situation, they're kind of leaning into the EVP role and they actually changed their finishing move now to the uh, Tony Khan driver instead of the Meltzer driver, which is a nice little touch. But I'm enjoying we, what they've done. Can we done. talk about something here for a quick second? Yeah. I think Revolution gets a bad rap in terms of a hype for pay-per-views. If you go back and look at last year's Revolution, that might have been the pay-per-view of the year next to WrestleMania. for uh, Last year's Revolution was one of their best pay-per-views ever in five years. And, and I think I shouldn't say it's I just say I think it's undervalued. I think it flies under the radar. Like everyone always talks about all in, all out and double or nothing. But man, I'm a huge fan. If you go back and look at some of these revolution cards, they are fantastic. There, they there really has are. been if there was one AEW show that has been consistently the best all year, it's revolution every single year. You know, it, you know, you, you might look at all in as their uh, WrestleMania and you may look at double or nothing as the flagship show and then all out. But, man, Revolution is, is from top to bottom, honestly, their strongest show all year, and it's been like that for, yeah. for several years. The 60-minute Ironman match yeah. between uh, Brian and MJF, the year before that, I believe it was MJF and Punk, and we saw Paige against yeah. uh, Cole, and I think that was Cole's first world title the match. Ta- the tag team match with the Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny Omega took place at Revolution, too. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot of good shit that happens yeah. on this pay-per-view, and I think, again, I think it flies under the radar a lot. Yeah, uh, the Young Bucks have uh, absolutely killed this gimmick. I'm enjoying them now more so than any other time I've seen them on AEW television. They will win the Tag Team Championships, in my honest opinion. I do think Sting is going to do the job. I don't know how Ric Flair is going to factor into this, Rube, because we did see Ric Flair walk into the Young Bucks office. I'm sure that will be played off uh, on Sunday where do you see him fitting in here? Do we see the Young Bucks get the victory? Sting takes a loss, and maybe Ric Flair is the recipient of a Sting sending the crowd crowd home happy situation. How, how do you feel about this whole Ric Flair uh, dynamic going into this main event on Sunday? Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, before this gets clipped and taken out of context, I have an immense amount of respect for Ric Flair and everything he's done for the business. He's also been very, very kind to me. But I will say this. I would have much rather just have Rick come out in Sting's entourage, sit ringside, high five him when the match is over, raise his hand. I don't need Rick to be involved in this at all. Yeah. Like I, the Bucks dynamic, I saw that last week, and I was kind of like, okay, I know that they, you know, made a big to do about it when they first got him, and I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. If Rick's going to be in his corner, but I don't want any sort of focus or focal point on Rick. This is Sting's final moment in a ring, and I just think it needs to be that way. Um, I don't mind an entourage. You know, I think you're going to talk about that, who you think is going to be there. I don't mind that at all, but I do not want any of those men or women to be the focal point of what's happening. This is arguably one of the icons in professional wrestling getting his proper send-off, and I want it to remain Sting being the focal point. Sting is 100% going to lose this match. I know Steve will, and I say I know Steve because I have met Steve, hung out with Steve, before and I just think that everything that Steve 
will do for that character sting. He will do for the AW brand. And that is build the business and do the young bucks need the victory? No, but Sting's going home. Yeah. Forever. So Steve Sting's going to do right by the business. There's no doubt about it. Steve Borden will do right by the wrestling business, whether he's in WWE, AW or TNA or anywhere else. So he's going to go out on his sword, lose the tag team championships. The bucks are going to get immense heat, immense hate, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great moment, but I don't want Flair to be the focal point of this. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you there. I don't really uh, want him involved in any way, nor do I want him in the ring doing anything physical. But that's just my opinion. You guys may may think otherwise. But as far as him losing, I do think that uh, it's inevitable that he will lose. This is his last match. There's no reason to retire a champion. But I could see Tony Khan saying, you know what? I'm going to have you ride this undefeated streak all the way through retirement, and you're going to be the only guy in AEW history to be uh, undefeated. And, and Tony Khan has done a fantastic job, no matter how you want to think of Tony Khan. He's done a fantastic job with Sting over the last three years. This is exactly what we all wanted when he stepped foot in WWE, and they didn't have a fucking clue on how to use him. They didn't appreciate him. They didn't respect him. Tony Khan, no matter how much shit the man takes... He loves professional wrestling, and he showed he's honestly showed his love to professional wrestling for professional wrestling with the way he's handled things, Drew. For sure. Uh, listen, there's one thing about TK, Tony Khan, that you cannot deny, and that is he will do right by the fans and the performer 10 times out of 10. Um, that's just what he does. He's a fan at heart, and he doesn't look at things as like, okay, well, what's in it for me? He wants these boys and girls who he grew up watching um, and some not growing up watching, but are with his company right now to do what's best for them and what's best for the company. It's a give and take. And Tony is not a taker. He is 100%. It's not about Tony. It's about the betterment of the company and the betterment of the professional wrestling sports entertainment industry. And I see a lot of people, you know, Oh, Darby should turn on sting. Okay. Where's the payoff there? What? So Darby just becomes the, that there is none there. There's nothing. There's nothing for Sting to do at this pay-per-view, like for him to win is, is, I mean, it could it happen. Sure. But does it like, where, where do you go from there? You have to drop the tag team titles. It makes no sense. Tony has already stated, AEW's already stated Sting's final dynamite is tomorrow. Yeah. You will be covering it again. Sting will appear here and there, but Sting's final dynamite as a contracted employee with AEW as an active wrestler is tomorrow night. And I believe Huntsville, Alabama. And I wish, the turnout was bigger for him, but he's getting a hell of a send off in Greensboro. And I just, again, there's no money in sting and Darby holding the tag titles, having to drop them, vacate them. And there's also no money in Darby turning on sting. Let this moment just be about sting doing what's right for the business. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know who came up with that concept or who threw that idea out there. Darby, uh, uh, a heel doesn't even make sense. All, all the children that, Don the face paint of Darby Allen, and uh, I just I just can't see him ever playing that type of role. Some guys just you just naturally get a vibe for uh, just uh, you can't see someone like that ever going and turning to the dark side. And just like MJF, I said it, you know, believe it or not, he proved all of us wrong. I can't see him ever being a babyface. He played a great babyface, no matter how you want to cut it. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. 
And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. So uh, I can't see I can't see him doing that, but as far a as turn would have already happened, JD. Yeah. Like if, if Sting wanted to have a singles match, he could have. That's yeah. the other thing I want to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about this. I think Andrew Zaharian said this once, um, and maybe somebody else, but those are guys who are in the know. And I'll say this Sting asked for this. Sting wanted this. This is Sting's idea. This is Sting's hand-picked opponent or opponents. He could have done a singles match with Darby. I think the only thing that they probably wouldn't have gone for if Sting asked for is a singles match with Flair because I know that they don't want to take the chance of Ric Flair, you know, first of all, the match would have been bad. But second of all, something happening to either gentleman. So this was something that Sting wanted. If Sting wanted the singles match with Darby, that heel turn would have already happened, et cetera, et cetera. This this is what Sting wanted. So just be happy for the man because this is what he asked for. Yeah, uh, I I initially was going to have a problem with this, but after I seen how everything kind of transpired, I'm like, I respect the shit out of what he's decided to do here. And uh, I'm just glad that we are getting to see this on Sunday. Uh, I do think if they win Sting and Darby, that we will see a tournament for the tag team titles. Tony Khan loves his tournaments. I think we are kind of burnt out, honestly, on tournaments. If anybody's watching, I don't think we need a tournament. I do think the Young Bucks should win these tag team titles. And as far as who's going to be there, uh, Kevin Nash already stated that he's not going to be there because he is contractually signed to WWE via some legends deal. I don't really understand why uh, Triple H would not allow that to happen. But Kevin Kevin Nash is going to do what Kevin Nash has got to do, and we we got to respect his uh, opinion not to do that. But I love Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's a good dude. Always been solid to me. Um, but I will say this. I think Kevin is basically just playing it safe, yeah. not wanting to ruffle any feathers. And I don't That's blame fine. him. But I, I think if he asked, he'd be 100% approved. Yeah. And he's not going to be there. But Lex Luger gave an interesting answer when he was asked if he was going to be at Sting's final match at Revolution. And now he spoke to Conrad uh, on his Lex Expressed podcast. And he said this, which is kind of a tease that he actually might be there. You want me to answer that? Let me put it this way. I will go back 35 years of friendship. Friendship sometimes transcends the kayfabe. We'll work up the other. 
And there may be ramifications or there may not. Sting was there for me at three in the morning when I had my motorcycle wreck and they wanted to cut my arm off and kind of stop the doctors from cutting my arm off. So people could read into that how they want on whether or not I might be in the building. I won't confirm anything, but I'm just saying I'll leave it in that context. How's that? Certainly sounds like he's going to be there if, uh, yeah. if I'm going off that quote. Sting, DDP, yep. I would assume. Uh, Paul White, I think, will be there. Um, you know, Luger, obviously, which you just, you know, stated. Um, you know, there's, you know, the, the TNA run is interesting, too. Could could there be some faces from there? You know, I think Jeff Jarrett will obviously probably be because he's with AEW. It's an easy fix. But I mean, you know, Sting and AJ and Sting and Kurt Angle had some great matches in TNA. Don't know if that's a possibility. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of legends there um, for sure. You know, I know a lot of people are like, what about Goldberg and Hogan? I doubt those to be completely honest with you. I doubt it. Well, who knows if Sting if Sting wants someone to be there, I'm sure Tony Khan's going to allow them to be there. So yeah, I just I again I I just don't know. The Goldberg thing would be interesting, but you want to know what? Like truthfully, like if I was on the other end of that phone call with Bill, I would tell Bill, Bill, I would love to do something with you, but if you show up at AEW and you walk Sting out or you're even ringside, all anybody's going to be talking yeah. about is you. Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, you don't think Steve Austin wants to be here for this, but if Steve Austin is shown sitting in a seat watching Sting or even Taker, ever, oh, that's all anybody's ever going to talk about. You know, then that's it. You know, like, so we got to remember, this is a moment for Sting. It's a moment for Sting. Lex Luger also, just a side note here, uh, he's an ambassador with WWE, and there are rumors around uh, WWE that Luger may be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And, uh, you know, Sting is going to be not with a promotion after Sunday. Who's to say that Sting doesn't induct Lex Luger into the Hall of Fame? And we get uh, a little uh, back and forth here between the two. He shows up on Sunday, and then Sting inducts Luger into the Hall of Fame WrestleMania week. And it could happen, but we'll see what happens there. Just a little side note on yeah. uh, Luger and the Hall of Fame rumors, which right now we haven't had any inductees yet, uh, but I'm assuming that's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so I think we're both going with the Bucks, correct? For sure, okay. 100%. If with- not, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Uh, the other championship that's on the line, several championships on the line, I should say, but the other big one is Samoa Joe, Adam Hangman Page, and Swerve Strickland. This is the triple threat match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I'm, I want to talk about this first because I, I think we're both solid on Samoa Joe retaining the championship here. Uh, there was an injury scare after Dynamite on Wednesday in that tag team match with Hook, RVD, Brian Cage, Swerve, and Samoa Joe. Uh, Hangman was being filmed, and then all of a sudden he shooed the cameraman away, and apparently it was a ankle injury of sorts. Uh, at the conclusion of this match, Hangman was holding his ankle and encouraging the cameras not to film him. He was helped to the backstage area and limped there, but sources said that this was an angle. This is coming from Fightful, by the way. Uh, an angle, and he was fine once he got backstage. We're told that this could be worked into the show but upon returning to the backstage area, Page was completely fine. One talent used a phrase that has often been used in situations like this. And I quote, yeah, he's okay. He's just very good at his job, end quote. And Tony Khan did announce that we will hear from Hangman Adam Page tomorrow on Dynamite in regards to his status because obviously it made the rounds on social media. Now, if he's not injured, Drew, apparently the rumor was that he's got a personal issue that 
he needs to take care of, and he may or may not be at the show. What do you make of this? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on any personal issues, even if, you know, which I'm not, even if I was uh, privy to this information, I would not disclose it. I, I think, again, there was a personal situation that could have prevented Hangman Page from being in this match. They played off an injury angle, and I think the world we live in right now, you know, people are going to find out. People are going to report it. Uh, we got leaks and rats and everything else like that, so... It's unfortunate, but, you know, I think Tony Khan is smart to lean into this tomorrow night, and uh, we get an answer from Hangman on whether or not he'll he'll be at Revolution or not. Yeah, I, I think Hangman's going to be at Revolution because if uh, he isn't, and I want to start with Hangman and this injury first, then I'll get into my point about him not being there. I genuinely think that AEW is using this to enhance the overall story of Adam Page and Swerve Strickland, and I say that because... The entire story so far leading up to this point has been Adam Page wanting this match to keep Swerve away from winning the world championship. He doesn't even give a shit about winning the world championship himself. He wants everything in his power to stop Swerve from winning that championship. And I do think that this is going to add another wrinkle to that. No matter an ankle injury, no matter a family personal issue, he's going to be there. He doesn't give a shit what he's got going on in his personal life. He will do anything and be anywhere Swerve is so that he doesn't win that world championship. And I think that's what, what's happening here. Secondly, I yeah. honestly think if Paige is not in this match, then unfortunately we have to give Swerve the championship. And I don't think no. that's I don't think that's the right time to do it because this is all about staying on Sunday. And if we give Swerve the championship, it is going to be buried underneath everything that is happening with Sting's retirement, and that's not fair to Swerve Strickland. I, I think that's the most intelligent thing you've said um, thus far on the show tonight, and yeah. it's one hundred percent accurate. You cannot have a world title change at this uh, pay per view because the pay-per-view is circulating and is all about Sting. Yeah. That's all it is. This this circulates around Sting. The the event is totally encompassing around what Sting is doing, his retirement, what happens, and then in that main event. You could switch other championships, and I don't think that flies under the radar because realistically, you know, you, you change the international championship, you change another championship, whatever, that's fine. But if you change the World Heavyweight Championship and give that moment to anybody, because if you give it back to Paige or you give it back to Swerve Strickland, especially Swerve in this case, who a lot of people have wanted it to happen, it'll be his first world championship. You just don't do it because Sting's retirement is going to bury it and dwarf it, and it's all anybody's going to be talking about. So, no, absolutely not. I can tell you that I was at Sting's first match in AEW. It was cinematic. I was at Revolution at Daly's Place. I would have loved to have been in Greensboro. TK, if you're listening, send the jet, brother. Come on, let me go. Um <laughs> But obviously, I'm messing around. But what I will say is that that exploding barbed wire death match that ended in a dud, that's all anybody was ever talking about. Yeah. Nobody talked about anything else that was on that card. And the Sting-Darby cinematic match, uh, that tag match was very, very, very good. But nobody was talking about it because everyone was talking about that main event that was a dud. You don't do this at Revolution. You just have a match. You have Samoa Joe retain. And you have him defend against who I believe is coming back sooner rather than later, MJF at double or nothing. You really think MJF is going to be back wrestling Samoa Joe? MJF never lost that. I mean, never got a rematch, man. And he was screwed. Uh, you know, maybe they don't run into that immediately, but um, maybe Samoa Joe takes on Swerve in a one-on-one -on -one match at Double or Nothing, and then MJF has his match against Cole or whomever. But MJF and Swerve are going to meet by hook or crook. Yeah. I mean, it, could, it, it, it could be all in. 
Could be. That, that could be a great match there, too. But I do believe if Swerve doesn't take the championship off Joe within the next, you know, six months, I, I do believe we could be headed for MJF and Joe. Yeah. Again, I, I don't mind it, um, but I'm going with this. If the match is still on the way that it needs to be here, triple threat, Samoa Joe is walking out, retaining that championship, as he should, because not only do I think Joe has been a unbelievable presence on AEW television, I do think that his title reign deserves more than just one defense. That's just me. I agree, and I think they built Joe as this monster, and they've yep. done a really good job with Joe. They're starting to do, they being AEW, starting to do a really good job with the Undisputed Kingdom, which was a fart in church for a while. Uh, and now I think you you don't take the championship off of Joe because they they put a little bit of equity into him, and I think they should sustain that and keep it going, and Joe should have you know a nice little run here. For sure. I absolutely agree. Uh, moving on with the women's championship, we have timeless Tony Storm against Deanna Perrazzo. She's defending that championship on Sunday. Can we I talk get- about how much like build and anticipation this match has, which is something normally the women's matches in AEW do not? I mean, this this has Tony Storm looking like she's nuts and has Deanna Perrazzo looking like a legit challenger, man. I, I tip my cap to Tony and AW for this one. Well, I, I, I mean, the timing of all of this is uh, very, very uh, on point with you know who coming in in the, in like three weeks. So I, I do think that they want to get some momentum in that women's division. They started with this storyline here with Deanna and Timeless Tony Storm, and I do think that Mercedes and her presence already looming over the product is, is having an effect on that overall division. And then you add the hire of Pepperman which we will get into a little bit later. Uh, I feel like uh, everything's kind of going in the right direction for the women's division. But I would say, I honestly can't even remember the last time we had a, a women's storyline that was, you know, this focused upon. And I don't want to say that there hasn't been, but most of the time there isn't. And if there is, it's not very good. But Tony Storm has had the best character makeover I would say if anybody in AEW coming from WWE, it's been unbelievable. Swerve is another one who's just transcended, uh, you know, the whole AEW image and him shedding that WWE Isaiah Scott image. He's done unbelievable. But with Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo, there's an actual story here, Drew. They're, they're obviously best friends or they're very close friends in real life. They wrestled in Japan together. They lived together. They roomed together. And they have matching tattoos, which was the whole basis of the storyline. And I like the fact that Deanna says, I don't recognize who you are. This is not the Tony Storm I remember that I trained with and wrestled with in Japan. Who the fuck are you? So then they brought yeah. the tattoo into play, and now Tony Storm's like, all right, you want the real me? Now she's going psychotic because she doesn't know which version of herself she wants to be, and she wants to prove to Deanna that, you know, the Tony Storm that you're talking about is still in there. She's just driving herself crazy. I love it. I think it's fantastic. The uh, Yeah, I think it's fantastic too, JD. I don't know what's going on with the chat, but um, I hate to, like, not give you an answer or... The chat was saying that something, I don't know, like an emergency system alert or like a beep is going on. I, I heard nothing. Do your mods have access to like put like audio into here or something? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, uh, there was, uh, well, I'm looking at the revolution card right now. I did hear a beep on my end, but it was uh, oh, okay. something something with, uh, uh, you know how the, you get those uh, those ads that play on the website? Oh, okay. Some, Got something it. Pla- I, something thought something ha- I thought something was happening. I wanted to make sure you were. No, right. no, okay. everything's good. Got yeah. It. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, again, to your point, the matching tattoos, the making, you know, to the point that I had, the making um, Tony look like 
insane. Truthfully, like she's worried the makeup, all that stuff, the lipstick, it was really well done. Uh, again, Tony's not losing this championship, but they have built up Deanna to be a credible threat, which was a testament because she just came in and what? What was it, January? Yeah, like five weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, right. So I think that's really, really good on AEW. And yeah, I think they're building the women's division for Mercedes. There's a lot that goes into that. But I, this match has a lot of steam to it for me, and, I, and I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Tony has really captivated me from a character standpoint. And Deanna Perrazzo is kind of just making Tony um, insane. And I, and I dig it. I really do. I dig it. Yeah, Tony's going to win the uh, win the match. She's uh, she is the champion. She's going to retain that championship. I I don't really see Deanna winning that title just yet. Uh, I, I do have a concern that they did bring her on in and threw her into a title match only for her to lose against the hot champion. Drew, do you find that to be an issue here? Is Deanna going to suffer because of this uh, first feud for her in AEW? No. I mean, I understand where a lot of people's gripe are with this. I understand AEW has done this where they put, you know, these big signees into an immediate main event uh, match and they lose whether it's championship or non. No, um, I don't. I think you there's so much that goes into the the actual art of professional wrestling that, you know, myself and others are really not qualified to speak on. What we are qualified to speak on is what we see, what you deliver. And you can make end or break somebody in a match, but you could also get out of a match where both people, or if there's multiple people can be made and saved. So Tony doesn't lose the championship, but Deanna, you know, kind of gives her a run for her money and really cements, you know, makes a name for herself, stamps her name here. And that's what I think can happen. Look at hook hook and Joe was a perfect example of this, the way that they worked. You know, Joe made Hook, you know, look like, hey, this kid's nothing. Then all of a sudden he was like, who, I better get serious here, which made Hook believable. It gave Hook a lot of equity. And I think what we could do on Sunday is the same thing with Deanna. Tony has been um, really, really well done character-wise. And I do believe Tony will cheat to win, which will save Deanna from having just this loss yeah. that was clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's where we're headed as well. We might as well talk about this. And yes, guys, we know Ty Dillinger has showed up on NXT. Thank you very much. The Perfect 10. You know what the fucking Perfect 10 is this show? We'll talk about that later, okay? Boo! <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love that one. Like, that oh my good. God, man. Oh, I gotta stop what I'm doing because Sean Spears is on NXT. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, we might as well talk about this now, Drew. AEW hired Jennifer Peppermint. She's going to be directly involved with the women, but not only the women. She's going to be involved alongside Tony Khan for all of the creative that happens on AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. This was first reported by Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated. Jennifer Peppermint will join AEW as the Vice President of Content Development. She's a three-time Emmy Award winner and was the longest-tenured female member of the writing team over in WWE until her departure last week. She will report alongside a work, I should say, alongside Tony Khan, head of creative. Peppermint was well-liked and valued for her work while in WWE, and after her departure, several took to social media to thank her for her time and her work in WWE. So a lot of people are looking at this, as, oh my God, Tony Khan's hiring another WWE former employee and bringing them, up, bringing them on into AEW. I look at it a little bit differently. Where I mentioned this on Wednesday when I was live with Jesse, I said, this is the type of hire that Tony Khan needs to make because I think you very well understand as well, 
that Tony Khan has a little bit too much on his plate. And if there's somebody else there that is feeding him ideas and taking some of that off of his plate, the better the shows will be because I feel like he's literally in everything. And that's the same problem we had with Vince when he was running WWE. Nobody else got a say. And it was all Vince 24-7. And what Vince wanted, Vince got. And that translated to TV. I feel like this move is going to help AEW not only take that plate away from Tony Khan a little bit, but also the women's division. It's been an eyesore for most of the five years for AEW. Nothing really important has happened. And I feel like things are starting to turn a corner here. Then you bring in Mercedes, who's very close with Jennifer Pepperman. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. That's just mere speculation. But I like this move because I feel like AEW could use a little bit more uh, I don't want to say sports entertainment, but a little bit more creative writing instead of Tony Khan just booking fucking random matches on TV. And if that happens with Jennifer Pepperman, I'm all in. Yeah, again, um, I think your last point was very on point. Yeah. I think uh, Mercedes has some influence here on what's yeah. going on. Maybe she wanted Pepperman in, she being Mercedes, to help write for her. She wants storyline-driven material and not just the best versus the best. Again, any company would be, you know, it would benefit any company to bring in some serious writers. WWE does it. AEW is now doing it. I would like to see AEW mix the uh, Hollywood writers or some or writers who have been involved in the wrestling business for a long time with the talent they have that have been professional wrestlers for so many decades, i.e. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, Dean Malenko, um, you know, uh, Sanjay Dutt. Now you got Pepperman. Uh, we'll see. You know, I think it's smart, even if Tony were to take some people who maybe didn't wrestle or weren't in Hollywood or anything else like that, but, you know, maybe watch wrestling their entire lives and he could, not that they should write, um, but if they have sensible thoughts, maybe they could, you know, uh, add to the conversation. I think Tony needs that. Tony needs a good circle for him because he is stretched very thin, in my opinion. He works his his balls off. He does the Jaguars. He does Fulham. He does AEW. Uh, and he's very, very intelligent. But again, he needs help just like anybody else. You can't do everything on your own. No, absolutely. I think this is a good move. And yes, I understand that she was in charge of a couple of different storylines. This is uh, stuff that people fed to me. Oh, how, how, how could you like this move, JD? She was in charge of the Bobby Lashley and Rusev and Lana cucking angle and all this other nonsense that she did. Guys, you got to understand you know, how many fucking riders do they have over in WWE? What is it, like 90 riders over there when the time Vince was there? It doesn't matter. Go yeah. ahead. No, I, go I was, was going to say, it doesn't it. matter what any of these 90 riders say. How many of their ideas actually make the fucking table? Vince wanted that on TV, and Vince go. got it on TV. She didn't have anything to do with that. Vince wanted that. That was his idea. He gave it to the writing team, and he told them to come up with a fucking story, and that's what they came up with, to appease yeah, him. Uh Again, if Vince McMahon doesn't like something or even if Vince McMahon, you know, plants a little seed here or there um, where he's like, hey, you know, maybe we should try this or, you know, can anybody come up with an idea for that? Or this is what I'd like to see. And then they go write it. Whose fault is that? Yeah. I mean, they're asking what they're they're doing with their boss yes. and ask them. Is it something that they probably liked or wanted to do? Probably not. But to JD's point, which was I was going to cut him off and I'm glad he said it. Nothing got on WWE television that wasn't approved or thought by Vince McMahon. Yeah. So. We could, you know, we could stop that, uh, truthfully. You know, I don't know exactly what Peppermint has been directly linked to, and I don't even know if she came up with some of this stuff. And if she did, you know, it would be interesting to hear or hear or see her side of the story. If she was, you know, 
uh, pushed into that type of like, hey, let's do this or that or whatever. We don't know. The only thing that we do know is that stories sell in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. So the more stories, more builds, more things that we could get, the better off we all will be because the content will be so much better for us. We Everyone wants to invest their time and effort into the product. I shouldn't say everybody, the masses, majority of them do. Give it to us. Let us let us find that. And writing helps that. Good writing helps that a ton. Yeah, you guys will not be seeing cucking angles on uh, on AEW. I will tell you that. So uh, we'll, we'll see how she does. I think it's a, a very good bring uh, hire, I should say. Bringing her on into AEW is a good move by Tony Khan. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. This will be for the Continental Championship. I mean, uh, as far as the title goes, I don't really give a shit. I'm more in, I'm more interested and excited about what these two guys are going to do in the ring, bell to bell. Uh, they have a long history, especially within AEW here. And Brian has wrestled, especially as of last week, Jun Akiyama, who is uh, a name that Eddie Kingston has mentioned previously many times in the past as one of his idols, one of his heroes. And Brian Danielson disrespected that man on Collision on Saturday, which I did watch. I thought it was a decent show on Saturday, especially that Will Hobbs and Sammy Guevara open. But um, Brian and Eddie Kingston here, uh, Drew, I, I think I'm going with Brian to win this Triple Crown Championship. I think I think Tony Khan is going to want to give Brian, like Sting in his last year, I think Brian's going to go out on top, and I think this is the start of uh, Tony Khan giving Brian everything he wants this year. Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, I again, I think this is, like you said, Brian's kind of last full year. Yeah. I think Brian stated that, correct? Yes. I think he's going to... I mean, Kingston he said he said around. he said May. I don't look look a little uh, a little ridiculous May. I, I don't think he's going to be uh, taking it to May and then slowing it down. I think this guy is still going uh, strong as hell over on AEW. So here's what I'll say about that. I think uh, Brian Danielson will will be a part of AEW for the foreseeable future. I think years. Yeah, I think you know at least two to three more years. I just don't think he's going to be active weekly uh, or on Dynamite or Collision weekly. He's kind of filling a void on collision for a lot of departures. I'll see him punk Copeland when he can't work or, or, you know, has previous commitments or maybe just doesn't want to work, et cetera, et cetera. So I think Danielson will end up losing this match to Eddie Kingston uh, because I think that's a passing of the torch More equity built into Kingston. He's kind of beating the guys that he has always wanted to beat to get to this next level. I, you know, Kingston is very similar to ECW's Tommy Dreamer, truthfully. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we go with this. But I think Danielson will uh, lose this match, do right by the business, and I think he'll kind of wind down. But I think Danielson's going to be at Forbidden Door. I think he wrestles. I think he wrestles at all in. I, yeah. I just don't think Danielson's going to be full-time anymore. Uh, Eddie Kingston, the reason why this this whole feud started, this match started, obviously with their past, uh, we got Eddie Kingston wrestling Brian Keith on collision, and then Brian interrupted Brian Keith when he was about to get an All Elite graphic and just came out and kind of made the moment about himself, and Eddie Kingston uh, took that as a disrespect towards Brian Keith and the hard work that he did to get that uh, All Elite contract, so uh, I, I've seen these two wrestle before several times, it's going to be a banger. And I'm very much looking forward to that. There's no, there's no way anybody can hate on 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 Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson in the ring uh, on a pay per view. Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. I think this is basically. Uh, I think everybody's in agreement here. Uh, the international championship will be changing hands. Roderick Strong absolutely 100 percent 
needs to win that championship from Orange Cassidy. There is one thing that needs to happen on this card, and this is the one. Yeah. Everything else I'd be okay with. Whoever wins matches here or there, whatever. I mean, you know, the Bucks and Sting, however it ends up, I'll just be happy that Sting got the proper send-off. But this match, Roderick Strong and Cassidy, that championship needs to be on Roderick Strong, and it needs to be in the Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah. That is a workers, I know the term, people don't like it, but that is the workers' championship. And what better way to accelerate storylines, what better way to put a lot of emphasis on a group than have Roderick Strong win that championship? You could even have somebody else win another championship. Wardlow's looking to, you know, vie for the world title. Adam Cole, when he's healthy, which I think, I think Adam Cole is healthy. I think they're just waiting. Um, he, again, he will fight for the world championship, Adam Cole. So Roderick Strong needs to walk out of revolution with that title because that group needs to continue to get stronger, and this helps. Orange Cassidy's been uh, kind of sliced in half here by the Undisputed Kingdom. H how do you like the Undisputed Kingdom so far in the last couple of weeks? I know I I've said that they are uh, ice fucking cold, dead, mm -hmm. basically uh, one foot in the grave. You know, that Matt Taven match with Orange Cassidy a couple of weeks ago, I thought that was a solid main event, and uh, he's got to go through the rest of the Undisputed Era. Now he's got Roderick Strong to look at on Sunday. H have you liked the fact that they stacked the deck, the, stacked the deck against Orange Cassidy here, and he's basically had a run through all of them, and he's going to fall short here with Roderick? How, how do you feel about the overall group now? Uh, I think Orange Cassidy's like gimmick and everything else like that works. Um, when I first watched it, I was like, "What am I watching?" And then it grew on me. And now Cassidy has kind of leaned into being a different type of Orange Cassidy. No pun intended. He's kind of done some twists and turns to his character. But I think the character needs a little bit of an overhaul. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it. He gets completely decimated. Roderick Strong out-wrestles him. He's going to get some offense, obviously, he being Cassidy. But I think the Undisputed Kingdom plays a huge influence in this match. I think Strong works out with the championship. Um, your question about the Undisputed Kingdom, what I thought about the Undisputed Kingdom more recently, I've loved it what they've done more recently, what they were doing before sucked. They had no buzz. They had no heat. They had nothing because their leader, which was revealed at world End on, world's end on long Island was hurt. And we all knew it was coming, but they didn't do anything after that. Now they've done a good job of switching and making Taven look like a star and somebody who should be taken seriously. Wardlow, basically blending, you know, the realism of like, I've been overlooked and all this other shit and I'm tired of it. That's big. They have now Roderick Strong winning a championship. That could be huge. And Adam Cole coming back again. And they're beating down people. They're not just showing up and talking about it. They're beating the piss out of people. They're, they're, they're ruining a show. And that's what I like. That's what they needed. I've been saying it for weeks. If you're going to do something with the Undisputed Kingdom, have them run roughshod through a show. And they have. So I'm here for it. But again, Tony, AEW, if you have Roderick lose this match, I don't know where the hell we go from here. I don't. Yeah, that's uh, that would be ridiculous. Uh, I think uh, the Orange Cassidy fatigue has kind of reached its peak right now. And uh, I know Wardlow cut the, pro the, in my honest opinion, the promo of his, of his life on Wednesday. And I think, uh, to me, that's a turning corner for him. It's the last chance I'm going to give uh, the creative team in regards to Wardlow what did you think of the promo that Wardlow cut? Did you believe it? Are you willing to give him another chance? Or I should say, 
the creative team in AEW another chance to get this guy right? Because, I mean, this guy should have been at the fucking top of the card at this point, but they've constantly dropped the ball over and over and over again. And he's and he made, uh, you know, he made that a focus in the promo. He alluded to that in the promo. Yeah, again, I think a lot of people, the start and stop with Wardlow has pissed a lot of people off, myself included. Wardlow's a dog. He's got the look. He's got the size. He can wrestle. And that promo on Wednesday proved to me that he could talk. I can tell you this right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I mean, I, I knew that before that promo. Yeah, me too. But I mean, we haven't been, we have we haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, they you you know, there's so many things that AEW has that sometimes we don't see because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, um, Wardlow, I can tell you this right now, WWE is gonna be heavily interested in Wardlow. There's no doubt about it. I know people in WWE who are like, Man, if that guy ever becomes a free agent, we're gonna go after it. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. So I can tell you that I think, yeah, uh, I am reinvested in Wardlow solely because you know, realism sells in wrestling, just like family and personal problems and realism sells. It sells in wrestling. And Wardlow really, I, it was almost like a shoot promo, uh, which means, you know, it was like real from the heart. And I think it really resonated with a lot of fans. I'm sure some fans are like, nah, I'm done with this guy. But when Wardlow talked about how he, he beat MJF, he beat Punk, they, you know, both hurt, ran out of the business, et cetera, et cetera. And how he's been overlooked and underutilized. They tried to cut his hair. They tried to put him with this. He's been an afterthought. All this other stuff. It was really, really well done. And I, I am reinvested. And again, you know, Tony caught a lot of crap because Darby mentioned Cody last week without mentioning him or two weeks ago. And Wardlow mentioned CM Punk without mentioning him last week. I think it's genius. Basically, what Tony did was what he does on Twitter. But he did on live television twice. CM Punk and Cody Rhodes are the two most talked about things on WWE right now. Cause I mean, Drew McIntyre won't leave that skeleton alone. So, and Cody Rhodes is the most popular thing in WWE next to Roman and the rock. Yeah. And it works. You got y'all are not thinking about it. It works because they used to work there. They could blend that because these guys have faced them or they've signed them or they've beaten them down. They can't talk about the rock. They can't talk about Roman because they would look like idiots. They being a W because those two men have never worked there. This works and it gets buzz. It gets people talking about, Hey, did you see a W's talking about CM Punk and Cody Rhodes? It works. You guys and girls fall for it all the time. Well, in the context that they use those names, they didn't, they didn't mention them by name, but in the context no. in which they used their likeness, uh, it worked, especially for Wardlow. You know, it played right into Punk's injury. He's injured again. He's not even there for a fucking cup of coffee. He's already injured. Dude, WWE used to do it all the time. The Nacho Man and the yeah. Hunkster. Yeah. They used to, they used to talk about Bret Hart. They used to talk about Diesel and Razor. They used to talk about Hogan in like 0102 before WWE Hogan came is back. the same promotion that had fucking uh, Glenn Jacobs go out there and play a fake Diesel. Right. So, I mean, like, what it does is if there's buzz and they can capitalize on it, and it makes sense because these guys were here before, these girls were here as well before, and we could have people talk about it. Tony's a genius when it comes to that. He gets y'all talking about his product without you guys understanding what he's doing. You got to, like, break. I study, I minored in psychology. It's really not that hard to see what Tony's doing. I mean, it's not, and what AEW is doing. There's a lot of buzz over there. How could we get that? Yeah. Okay, we could do this a little bit. And maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe Wardlow just said, you know, I'm going to go out there and talk what I want to talk. Okay. Maybe he didn't know Tony and AEW. But I have a hard time believing that that's the truth. 
This is the last chance that I think we're all going to give Wardlow. I think uh, it's either shit now or get off oh, the pot sure. with Wardlow and Tony sure. Khan and creative. So hopefully uh, they know what they're doing. I did say leading up to whatever they had him say last week, they had him racking up wins for the, the fucking standings, whatever they're doing, the ranking system. He was beating nobodies in like one minute. I'm like, how many fucking times are we going to go through the same goddamn thing with Wardlow? We know he can wrestle. You're putting him in there, having him power bomb people in one minute. What good is that going to do him? They were only doing that to pad his record so that when he calls out the champion, he can gloat. Well, I have an undefeated record, but who the fuck did you beat? Nobody. So now Tony Khan thinks he's smart, but I have, uh, you know, obviously a complaint about everything. He's putting Wardlow in a meat madness match against Will Hobbs and Lance Archer. Will there be anybody else added? I don't fucking know. People are asking, where's Miro? Why do you want Miro a part of this? Miro is better than this. But we'll keep it to these three guys right now. Apparently, Wardlow is going to win this match. Lance Archer is there only to take the pin. And Will Hobbs, Will, Will Hobbs cannot take a fucking pin because why do you want to beat him again? I don't want, I don't understand. It's like two steps forward, three steps back with this fucking company. Yeah, Hobbs these, cannot lose. No. These three men are on this, that, that these three men are having this match so they can get a pay-per-view check. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Let the fine. boys and girls eat. I get it. I they w- Listen, Willie deserves more, and so does Wardlow. All right, so if uh, Wardlow you know, wins this, is everybody going to say, oh, man, he deserves a world championship match. He beat Lance Archer, who's never on TV, and Will Hobbs. No, Come no. On. Again, you know, J.D., I've said this at nausea. It's ridiculous. I, I can't keep saying the same things over and over again. I wish Tony would listen. The rankings suck. There's no point to them. It's basically like a... Hey, it, you know, it's basically like watch our show for dummies. This is who is in line for this. And the, it's scripted television. It's scripted entertainment. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not sports. Like you can have the sports presentation, but it's fixed. We need to stop with the rankings. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's just the stupidest thing in professional wrestling at time with the rankings. I, I, you, it seems like you and everybody else wanted this back, and then you got it, and everyone else is now everyone's up in arms. Well, about I didn't it. expect it them to blow the fucking thing up in three weeks, dude. It's scripted television. They don't give it. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. They don't care. They're just pushing who they want to push and not pushing who they don't want to uh, push. So listen, listen. So Wardlow's got to beat the meat to get a championship match, correct? Stupid. Ward. Yeah, sure, that works. Okay. <laughs> I had to make the joke, man. I, got, I know I got I people it. watching that are, gonna, that, that are going to pause. It's a very sus, oh, sus comment. I get it. Sus. I get it, but it's just like this whole concept of like, here are our rankings. No. Whoever convinced Tony to bring him back, maybe it was nobody. Maybe Tony was listening to himself or maybe the, if he got online and people were clamoring for it. It's dumb. TK, it's dumb. The rankings are so dumb, and it makes it so much more convoluted. Just put the shit on TV, let me watch it, and I obviously know who the hell is going to be the number one contender who's in line for a championship. You don't got to listen every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the internet who's like, well, I mean, this guy, I don't understand why he's in a man. Shut up. He's in it because we put him in there because he got some wins, and now he's a credible contender. Well, he's number three on the rankings. I don't care. Oh, but Wardlow beat this guy on AEW Dark three years ago. He deserves a championship. Yeah, yeah shut the fuck up, man. Give me a fucking yeah, no, break. I'm over it. I'm over you and your rankings. This isn't UFC. <laughs> this isn't the NFL. We don't need uh, rankings. 
Listen, man, don't don't rile up the audience, man. Don't rile up the AW fans. They're going to tell you to go Google it, man. Just write. Forget your rankings. Just write. We'll see. That's a T-shirt. Forget your rankings. Just write. Go Google it. Will Ospreay. Let's get back on track here. Will Ospreay. Konosuke Takeshita one-on-one. Uh, no matter what you think of the story, I'm going to be honest with you. No matter what you think of the story, no matter how ridiculous it is for Don Callis to put family member versus quote-unquote family member, he thinks Will Ospreay is still a part of the Don Callis family because they did business before in regards to Chris Jericho. This will obviously lead to Will Ospreay figuring out what Don Callis is all about and not want to be a part of the Don Callis family. But no matter how stupid you think the story is and how this introduction to Will Ospreay on AWTV is working out, Drew, this is going to probably be in everybody's, at least I would say, top five matches of the year for 2024. Cool. <laughs> Where do we go from there? Cool. I mean, how many? Listen, you steal you're stealing my shtick, man. That's my thing. Where do we I go? I mean, how many, how many five-star Meltzer driver classics are we going to have? Like, I, that's great. And I think this match will be good. It's something I'm going to watch because those two gentlemen can work. There's no doubt about it. Um, and Will needs a safe opponent, which is what's happening with uh, Takeshna, who could work and bring the best out of him and vice versa. But Will needs a win. And he, this he this is somebody who, who Takeshna could take a loss and it doesn't hurt him. He just beat Jericho. He's had that, you know, he's been on a roll. It's okay. You know, and they'll shake hands or maybe Will will clothesline him and then he's out of the Don Callis family. Because, uh, you know, Will has no need to be in that family. None. But then you look at Takeshita, it's like, well, he's just starting to get momentum. They kept him off TV. He beat Omega twice. They didn't do anything with him. Now they're bringing him back to television, getting his momentum back. Now he's in a match with Osprey that he's not going to win. All right. And then, he, get, then he takes a look. Who? Takeshita? Will. Oh, Will Osprey. No, who do you want Will to beat? Who it doesn't matter Miro? who you put in there. Like, you, could, you, could put, you could put fucking six Takeshitas in there. It doesn't matter. Osprey's going to win. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, all right, let's put Miro in there, okay? And then people are like, damn it, Miro lost again. Like, are you serious? There's no wit, there's no happy medium here. The Takeshita match, they're family members. They don't need a build. They don't need a story. Don Callis is like, hey, I'm bringing Will in, um, and he's going to take on, you know, one of my my guys in my family. And then Will could turn on him. You know, he could, you know, maybe Will's a baby yeah. face when he comes in. That works, does yeah. it not? And hey, listen, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the bigger picture. I'm looking at... Um, the positives. Takeshi's on the pay-per-view. Where's Jay White? Jay White's not even on the fucking show, man. Imagine that. Fuck out of here. Will Ospreay, Takeshi, looking forward to it. Ospreay's going to win. Uh, we'll uh, hope for some semblance of a story to follow this. Like Drew said, where do we go with Ospreay after this? I don't fucking know. Where do you go with Takeshna? You, where know. do you go with that? Where, what are we doing with it? That's know. the other thing. Give me, what are we doing with Takeshna? Come know. on now. All right. We got uh, Christian Cadres, Daniel Garcia, AWTNT title. Uh, I know everybody thought that this was going to be Adam Copeland's match, but apparently they are holding it off for whatever reason. And the reason I think, Drew, is I think Tony Khan and company feel like the third and final match here in this Cajun Copeland story before it moves to the next chapter doesn't need the TNT title. I'm, I'm going with a prediction here. That Danny Garcia is the new TNT champion on Sunday. I like it. Does Copeland cost them the match? Maybe. Was and then we get Copeland Christian at double or nothing in Vegas. And then uh, whatever happens there leads to the next chapter of the story. Maybe the patriarchy leaves Christian and he's all by himself. And whatever Copeland had uh, kind of seen in his crystal ball happens to Christian Cage. They're all going to leave him. 
So the one thing I will say about Christian cage, just like I said about Cassidy is I love the work that Christian cage is doing, but let's maybe do something else than the whole, like your father is dead. Right? Like I get it. It, and it was awesome for like a couple months, but you know, give me Christian could just be that guy who just talks so much junk and it could be personal stuff. We could start leaving out the whole like mom and dad stuff, maybe wives, Maybe children, if that's okay with with the performer, because Christian obviously is getting clearance before yes. he does this stuff. But I think the mom and dad stuff has run its course. Let's see something else, Christian, just for me to you. And I, there is, I'm telling you right now, go back. I was gonna, I'm not gonna say go Google it. Go back and watch some of the past streams. I have always been a Christian advocate. When Christian came to AEW, I was there, and everyone was like, "What a dud!" I was like, "No, no, no. Christian's not a dud. Tony's gonna use him the right way." And he's also going to help backstage. And here we are. So go Google it, bro. What are you talking about? There you go. I guess so. Go Google it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going with, uh, I'm going with Danny Garcia. I know some people in the chat don't like that. You know, Danny Garcia is not really everybody's cup of coffee, but, um, you know, does the championship need to be on the line with Copeland? He's already won the championship. No matter if it was fucking one month or one second, like it was at world's end, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think that Danny Garcia winning that uh, title over Christian could solidify him as the performer that they want him to be. I know he's in a contract year. I think they're going to end up keeping him. I think uh, it's a reward for his hard work because uh, he's put in the work, and I think that's going to happen on Sunday. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah. Truthfully, it does. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure that that championship comes off Christian right now. But it, it would make Danny Garcia for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, finally, we got FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli after their 20-minute time limit draw on Wednesday's Dynamite. And we have the uh, six-man tag team match happening on this Wednesday's show. I don't know who's teaming with FTR, but I know Brian's joining John Moxley and Claudio. Uh, we got a six-man tag team match happening on Wednesday, but... Uh, there is no story here. It's just basically Tony Khan wanted all four of these guys on the show... And I feel like, honestly, they need the Blackpool Combat Club to do something while the CMLL guys are doing what they got to do before they come back to the States and get put back on AEW television. So why not feud these two teams together? I don't think anybody's complained yet. I thought the match on Wednesday was fantastic. I don't know what they're going to do differently on pay-per-view that they didn't do on Wednesday. But, I mean, when you got these four guys in the ring... And they're going at it for 20 minutes. I don't really see uh, any reason to complain. But the big thing about it, Drew, is the tag team division in AEW, after a, a nice long period of nothing, seemingly is getting back on track. And you can't have a division with these two teams in it and not have it be successful. So they're showcasing how tag team wrestling in AEW is still a viable threat in the world of professional wrestling. And I do think that from this match, we should really get that momentum in that division to continue on. I would have liked to have seen this match um, just because, you know, isn't FT, does, and I might be wrong, but does FTR reside here in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. And so does Adam Copeland, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm just spitballing here. Why don't we have uh, FTR and Copeland take on Christian Cage, Killswitch, and Nick Wayne? Six man tag match. That would have worked. I mean, Copeland's living in North Carolina. 
FTR and Copeland all hang out supposedly. Like, why wouldn't you have that type of six man match? What what oh, the Eddie, hell is Eddie Eddie Kingston's wrestling alongside FTR on Wednesday? So it's Eddie Kingston and FTR versus Brian Moxley and Claudio. What I'm saying is, is at the pay-per-view. FTR versus the Blackpool. Con- I just don't. I never understood this this whole thing from the jump. I understand that they've had a couple matches here and there, and FTR should be on the card. They're the greatest tag team, in my opinion, in the business right now. I just, I think you could have done a six man with FTR Copeland against Christian Cage, Killswitch, and Nick Wayne. I again, I just, I don't understand this tag match. Well, they didn't I go know- that. They didn't go that route. They paired up uh, Danny Garcia with FTR, and then they paired up Mark Briscoe with FTR. Which leads me to believe, like, is something up with Copeland? Like, that's why I'm asking these questions. What's going on? Copeland's he, from North Carolina. And FTR trained Copeland on his way back to WWE to make his return right. after nine years. It's like, so what's, it, it's a little weird the that here? they haven't paired them together yet. But I don't know. Copeland's booking his own story. I don't know what to tell you there. Well, I'm, again, the FTR-BCC match does nothing for me. I love FTR. And I, you know, Moxley's a dog and so is Claudio. But I, like you said, we're getting these guys on for a pay-per-view check. But... Yeah, that's basically it. What does FDR do after this? I mean, um, uh, BCC goes back to fucking wrestling uh, the uh, unknowns from Mexico. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Again, you know, this match is something that I'll watch because I have respect for all those gentlemen. But where are we going after this? No fucking clue. But uh, no matter how we feel about situations like that, I think the card for Revolution is going to be uh, a banger on Sunday. Very much looking forward to uh, the majority of it, and I will be live after the show is over on Sunday night like a madman, and we will uh, do our thing there uh, for AEW. Let's see if there's... I'm sorry. You're going live after Revolution on Sunday? Yeah, I have no choice. uh, I'm busy Monday. Good Lord. Yeah. You know that show's going to get off probably around like midnight. Well, I mean, there's nine matches. I'm surprised he hasn't booked another four. Honestly. And you're doing that solo? I'm sure I'll be with uh, Jesse, but we'll, we'll uh, see. Maybe maybe Lord he's too tired. Lord, uh, well, we'll see. Lord help the both of you. Good luck. Um, We talked about a lot of the AEW stuff already. Uh, we talked about Adam Page. We talked about Jennifer Pepperman. We talked about Revolution. We talked about Sting. There really isn't anything else on the AEW side of things. But uh, where do you want to go with the WWE stuff, Drew? I know a lot happened in WWE this week. A lot of uh, WrestleMania what-ifs. Where do you want to start uh, heading into the WWE topics? I think we should talk about Drew McIntyre and his whole contract situation and everything else like that. That was a hot-button topic. And then, you know, you want to t- I know we want, we're going to talk about Tamatanga. But, yes. you know, let's, I think we should lead with Drew. Drew McIntyre uh, was on Raw last night. He caught a uh, promo on Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins came out and cut a promo on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre did injure himself inside the chamber, a busted eardrum. Uh, His whole promo was basically he's saving WrestleMania. He took Punk out. He mentioned last night, again, Punk, saying that the doctors told him, well, you got a broken or a ruptured eardrum. You could potentially miss WrestleMania. And then he looked into the camera and said, well, I'm not missing WrestleMania for anything. Who do you think I am, CM Punk? So it was last night, word for word. I got people on Twitter telling me uh, things that uh, they think they're getting one up on me. I'm like, I I said this word for word, guys. And you could just follow the whole trajectory of everything going on. And Drew's mentioned it for weeks now. WWE giving McIntyre the the chamber and putting him in the spotlight that he is on Monday Night Raw. 
having him call out CM Punk almost every week. He's in the championship match now with Rollins at WrestleMania. They are not going to do any of this, especially build a match with someone who's not coming back until September, unless they have a good indication that this man is signed and or, or will sign to the company. So for everything that is going on with Drew McIntyre, you don't need some fucking geek behind a restricted Twitter account to give you information, okay? That's suspect right there, number one. Who but are you talking about? BWE. Okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, who well, is that? No, it's, he's some fucking insider that has sources from the WWE. What's apparently. his like? What's his name? Or I don't know. Like I don't know. Better okay. Wrestling Experience is his name? Whatever. <laughs> so the, the... Fucking ridiculous. So the, right. the, the thing with McIntyre is... They're booking, they're building this match with CM Punk. And I said last night, they are not going to do any of what they're doing now unless they have a good indication, Drew, that McIntyre is probably going to put pen to paper here. But everybody's like, oh, he's signed. Oh, he's not signed. Why don't you just let the fucking story play out and just not worry about the contract situation? Because honestly, just like the Mercedes stuff, I'm getting tired of hearing about this guy every fucking week. You know, um, I will say this. Uh, Drew McIntyre is not resigned with WWE. When he does, everybody will know. Trust me on yeah. that. And again, you know, I put out a video. I'll say it here because some people probably didn't see my my ex account or my video. If I'm Drew McIntyre's agent, I am. If I'm representing Drew McIntyre, I'm letting Drew McIntyre. We're gonna sit down. You're gonna tell me what you want, both financially wise, what you want for your family, what you want for your longevity, what you want for merchandise, all this other stuff. So we could check all the boxes. And if WWE meets all the, and checks all the boxes. Then let's put pen to paper, resign, done. But we'd be stupid not to hear everyone's offer. And I'm talking about everybody. I don't care if it's AW New Japan. I don't care if it's some rinky dink promotion down in wherever. If they're offering me half a billion dollars to be their big fish in a little pond, let's look at that offer. Let's let's see how ridiculous it is. And you mentioned Obviously, this last week. Yeah. Obviously, Drew McIntyre is going to uh, probably heavily lean towards WWE and Drew's kind of getting what he's always wanted. Drew McIntyre in WWE, which is kind of like a heel run. And he's basically kind of doing his own thing. And he's in the main event spotlight. Granted, I do know this for a fact that Clash at the Castle didn't sit well with Drew McIntyre. OK, it didn't. However you want to spin it, blah, blah, blah. It did not sit well with Drew. And I get that. But. At this point, you know, if I'm a betting man, I do bet that Drew McIntyre does resign with WWE, but he'd be an absolute moron, and whoever represents him would be absolutely moronic not to hear the other offer. And that other offer is going to come from AEW. There's no doubt about that. So if we don't get there, we don't get there, but I'd allow us to get there. And I'd, I want to see what WWE, if I'm Drew McIntyre, we're going to roll through Mania, and I want to see how y'all treat me. You've been treating me great, but if for some reason, you know, you're going to say, hey, Drew, Maybe a week or two before WrestleMania. Hey, Drew, if you don't re-sign, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to put the championship on you. I'd say, all right, that's something to consider. But right now, I'm just going to sit back and, and see what happens, truthfully. But Drew McIntyre is not re-signed with the company. And realistically, who cares if he does or doesn't? Drew should do what's best for him and his family financially. That's it. There is there is no way that this company is looking at Drew McIntyre and not wanting to put the championship on him. After what he's done the last, uh, I would say, three to four months, there's no way they're not thinking about putting the championship on him. Now, a lot of people 
in, in the chat are like, oh, he's resigned. This Boozer wrestling or BWE, oh, okay. whatever the fuck is. I know who Boozer is. I know yeah, who Boozer is. Yeah, well, the, the, he said, whoever they are, said that he signed. And people in the chat now are saying, oh, he's resigned. But Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp, said this today, seven hours ago. Not so fast on Drew McIntyre's new contract. Rumors emerged online that McIntyre signed a new deal. When Fightful Select asked, we were simply told, not accurate. As of now, McIntyre's deal expands past WrestleMania as injury time was added. We're told both sides do hope to continue working together. And that's all they said. Well, well, me and Alex McCarthy, uh, Alex uh, does Mail Sports. He's yes. their news editor. Um, very solid man. Had it way before Fightful and everything else like that. I'm t- and Sean's, you know, on the money. Um, they are not. They have obviously engaged in conversation, but Drew McIntyre has not resigned with WWE yet. So sorry. I I, I believe I believe Sap. I believe uh, I believe what you've said, but you know I'm looking. I don't have any of those inside scoops or sources. I just look at what we're seeing on television. He's beaten Cody Rhodes clean. Well, not really clean because Jimmy Uso, but he's beaten Cody Rhodes. He pinned Cody Rhodes on the road to WrestleMania. He won the Chamber. He had um, the championship match handed to him at WrestleMania. I mean these things. I don't but know. I, I don't know if it's situations where they're trying to keep him happy so that he does sign, or they're giving him this stuff because he has signed and they don't really want anybody to know that he signed. I think it's the la- I think it's the first. Okay, I will say this: this was not the original plan for Drew McIntyre. It doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to figure this out. Like, let's use our brains, ladies and gentlemen. And germs. then he had the punk teases on top of that. They're building towards a match, I believe. Right. And CM Punk was scheduled to win the Elimination Chamber, take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Again, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. They've pivoted to some other things. Yes. Drew McIntyre is filling that void. They're showing Drew some good faith. Drew is obviously going to be happy with this. Um, cause he's getting a WrestleMania world championship match, whether he wins or not is yet to be seen. But again, let's not pretend like this was the plan all along. It seems like, like the WWE loyalists want to sit back and be like, they're not going to treat this guy. They, this was never the plan. This was never the plan to treat Drew McIntyre like this. He was supposed to take on Sami Zayn or somebody else at WrestleMania. I don't know, Sammy, if that's exactly what it was, but this was never the plan. Drew was never supposed to be in this world championship match. So knock it the hell off. You guys sound ridiculous ridiculous it's what's happening now we'll have to wait and see what happens but don't pretend like this was the 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 plan all along it wasn't it was punk and rollins like what's wrong with y'all seriously at the fucking memory of a goldfish bro yeah it's ridiculous and i wouldn't be surprised if punk is involved in this match whether on commentary whether he's the host of wrestlemania or whether he's a special guest referee it's too much they're too it's the the lean-in is too heavy for CM Punk not to be involved at WrestleMania in some way, shape, or form because Punk's not going to be ready until June or July at the earliest. Yeah. It's it's going to be April. How long is McIntyre going to keep this shit up for? You know? know? I mean, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, stop having a one-track mind. This was not the plan for Drew McIntyre. We'll see what happens, though. PW Insider also, if you guys need any more backup here, PW Insider and Mike Johnson also report that he is not signed yet. So no shit. There you go, guys. Just let it take its natural directions. Stop. Okay. Stop believing people who just want to engagement farm and clickbait. That's all I have to tell you. Seth Rollins. We'll talk about uh, Drew McIntyre's opponent at WrestleMania. I thought his promo last night was excellent. I think anybody that is looking at the road to WrestleMania so far. If you're not calling out the work of Seth Rollins so far, I think you're foolish. 
He's made the most sense out of everybody in a top-tier program, and he's nailed every promo he's been a part of so far on the road to WrestleMania, and that includes last night. He went into basically telling Drew, I don't really give a shit what you're telling me because Drew wants him to be healthy. He wants him to stay out of the bloodline business. Let Cody handle that. I need you 100%. But Seth Rollins, Drew, is playing the role of somebody who understands how important it is for Roman and the bloodline to be vanquished from WWE because a WWE without the bloodline is a better WWE. If he has a hand in that, I feel like uh, he will uh, take that as a victory. Now, what I see here, and we talked about this tag team match not really happening on night one, but I do feel like we're, I just have a fucking sneaking suspicion we're getting this mega tag team match happening on night one. And I feel like whatever happens out of that match will take Rollins into night two. He will lose the title to McIntyre, and he will, I would say, risk it all to save WWE and help Cody vanquish the bloodline. And he will give up the world championship for that very reason. I feel like with everything that he's done, I feel like with him saying what he said last night, that's the the direction that we're going. But everybody seemingly thinks that Cody is going to have Rollins stab him in the back. And I know you mentioned this last week as a possibility. I don't really see it. But can you explain to everybody again before I get into why? I don't think it makes any sense why this is a viable option here going into WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, listen... You know, I got people on X and everywhere else being like, I'm bookmarking this. Accept it. Cody's going to win. I don't give a shit if Cody wins or not. I mean, realistically, I mean, like, he should. Oh, yeah, be a cool moment. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't give a shit, but, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I I like Cody Rhodes. My son likes Cody Rhodes. My friends like Cody Rhodes. It's, it'll be cool to see Cody have his moment. But if it doesn't, it's not going to surprise me, nor will I be like, oh, man, this is the worst. I'm not watching this. I'm canceling Peacock. I'm not watching Raw. I'm not watching. I don't like that. That's just never me. I'm never so, watching WrestleMania. Right, man. They'll be in the first first in line for tickets in the queue. But anyway, um, what I what I have seen from Seth is like it's too much. And first of all, I don't trust anybody. Okay, so you know I have that DTA mentality. But I will say that it's too much. Seth is leaning into this too much. And why all of a sudden is Seth going to be okay with Cody beating the one who beat Roman Reigns when? All Cody has ever done is beaten Seth, has told Seth he's not on the same level as him. He passed on taking on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, basically saying, I don't want you. I want him. I want that championship. I don't want your rinky-dink secondary championship. I want that one. And Seth called it the Hollywood title, all that other stuff. That's strike one for me if I'm Seth Rollins. And, you know, strike two is I want to be the man that beats Roman. Not you. You've taken everything from me already. I have never beaten you. You are not going to be the guy who beats Roman Reigns. It's going to be me. And that's, you know, again, that's just what I think. I I don't deem this as what's going to happen. I thought Orton would win the chamber. He didn't. Okay. So you, not- you, you think Rollins and everything that he said about the dark age of WWE of Roman beats Cody at WrestleMania. You think everything that he's alluded to so far in that context, uh, he's just going to say, you know what? I didn't really mean any of that, man. Fuck all that noise. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to stab Cody in the back, the one guy that can do it, and say, you know what? The WWE does look better with Roman as champion for another but fucking what? six years. But why is Seth going to all of a sudden? So they're aligning for the greater good, right? That's whatever. I don't, I don't know the Marvel story. So like, is this the Avengers? 
like coming together to dethrone what's the 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 guy with all the rings? Thanos. Thanos. Is that what this is? Because there's another guy involved named The Rock. So is The Rock turning on Roman too? There's too much here, know. guys. There's too much, and that's what I'm saying. When there's too much, something stinks. So The Rock's gonna take on Cody. Is The Rock gonna shake Cody's hand after Rock after Cody beats him? And then that's- Roman's gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I mean, again, there's just a lot to play out, and I'm yeah. going to let it play out. I'm, but- I'm, I'm booking this backwards. The fuck, fuck all this. That's Thanos. Bro, the, I don't give a shit what anybody's talking about. Cody needs to beat Roman. I don't give a shit what happens, man. You can fucking book WrestleMania to oblivion. Every other aspect of WrestleMania can be blown up. As long as Cody beats Roman, we have a successful weekend. How do we so- get here? How do we get here? No, no, hold on. This is a good, this is a good discussion. How do we get here? So... The Rock's not turning because we both agree on that, right? So does The Rock try and help Roman beat Cody and Seth saves the day? The Rock helps Cody? No, does The Rock try and help Roman beat Cody and Seth saves the day? I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, uh, he would have to lose the championship before that. He's got to give up something for the greater good. That something is is the world championship. What is Seth's involvement here with this storyline? Like, how is he helping Cody? What is he doing? He'll be in his corner. No one's talking about. Okay, great. Now what happens? So the Rock, fucking Weeble. All right. So if Cody, if Cody beats Roman, right, and and Rollins, or if if, if, listen, I don't even understand how the fuck we're even talking about Rollins stabbing him in the back when the the whole idea is Cody beating Roman. So if if Cody beats Roman and and Rollins stabs Cody in the back and Cody wins the title, he's on SmackDown. You're going to be building a Cody-Seth Rollins feud when both of them are on separate brands? How the fuck does that work? Again. Are we really really discussing Cody Rhodes losing WrestleMania to Roman two years in a row? I mean, I don't think it should happen, (laughs) but I think we we need to discuss all and every possibility. So what I ask you is, okay, I hear you. You know, Cody should win the championship. I'm all good with that. We're not breaking up the Rock and Roman, right? No. What? Then tell me what Seth Rollins' involvement is with this WrestleMania match. We're not doing the tag match. Seth has a match with Drew McIntyre. Probably going to be night one. Cody is and Roman's probably going to be night two. How is Cody helping Roman Reigns? I need to know. What is or how is I'm sorry. How is Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins realizes that he can't beat Roman Reigns on his own with the Rock now in the bloodline. He can't do it. He will never get an opportunity to do it. Cody is our best chance to save quote unquote WWE. He's going to help Cody by any which way, any means necessary whether that's Rock Cody night 1 or this fucking fantasy tag team match that we're booking here on night 1. Rollins will be a part of that. He will risk himself before he even puts his title on the line against Drew McIntyre. He will lose the title to McIntyre, but he will risk that to save the WWE. He's got to give up something for the greater good of WWE and that is meaning giving up the world championship. That's how he's going to help Cody Rhodes here, vanquish Roman Reigns. So the guy who he has never beaten, he is going to sat and he basically he's like, I'll take a backseat to Cody so he could be the face of yes. WWE. Okay. Right. To save the WWE because he knows he can't do it. Okay. And the other thing I want to mention here is if we're booking this Cody being stabbed in the back by Seth Rollins. Okay. If they're not on 
I don't even want to say they're not on the second uh, on the same brand because Cody's moving to SmackDown when he wins the championship. So if that's the case, but if Rollins, Seth Rollins is him. turning Rollins is turning heel though. If we're if we're turning him uh, on Cody, so sure. we're, we're, we're without Punk. Cody's going to be on SmackDown. Who who's the top babyface? I'm what do you, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What are you missing? If Cody Rhodes gets screwed by Seth Rollins, he doesn't win the world championship. They're both still. But on I'm Raw. not even booking that. I'm not. I'm not. You said bring all the variables to. The, I can't book that way, dude. I can't. Well, I'm just giving you an option here. That's what I'm saying. I don't hate. Listen, Cody wins. He beats. Uh, All right. Reigns. So I'm going to ask you what you said about cool. AEW. Cody and Seth Rollins. We got Cody as a baby face and Rollins as a heel. Now, where the fuck do they go after that with no title on the line? What do you mean? Drew McIntyre is holding that championship or Damian Priest. And those two have a heated right. I mean, you can have a match at Backlash. It doesn't involve the world championship. I mean, you just took Do you want to see Cody and Rollins with no championship on the line? No, I don't. But I'm just telling I'm giving you, listen, what I, like, I'm not one of those guys or, or girls. If I don't get what I want or, or a fantasy book, I'm going to be mad. Cody wins that world championship at in Philly. I'll be happy. I'll be sitting there clapping for him. I'll be happy for him. It's a great accomplishment. It's something he's always ever wanted. But I think we need to stop being so naive and just be like, man, I'm telling you right now, Seth Rollins is going to do what's best for the, it's a greater good. When has Seth been that guy? When has Seth been the guy that doesn't want to be the man? The guy parades around on television. He dances. He has the crowd sing his whole song. And all of a sudden, he's going to take a backseat because it's for the greater good. Maybe. I just, for me, I don't see it. And I'd have Yeah, but my how many antenna. times do you get Dwayne Johnson coming back to the WWE? It looks like he's here to stay now, and he's fucking throwing his power around. So now is as good as a time as any to take a backseat and help fucking Cody do what needs to be done here because The Rock is involved. This is not a normal situation. If this was just Roman, I could understand your point. But The Rock is now involved. And you're, JD, you're my guy. And everybody in the chat, I understand where you guys are coming from. But what nobody has given me a solid answer on what Seth Rollins is doing to help Cody. Nobody. You guys are just sitting here being like, thank God Andrew is with the booker. Ha <laughs> <Then> book it. <laughs> what are you booking? What, what is Seth Rollins' involvement with the bloodline? Because he hasn't shown one iota, one iota of that. What has he shown? Has he stepped up when these motherfuckers showed up? No, he hasn't. They beat him down. The bloodline beat him down. Where was Seth? He came out a couple days later, a couple hours later, and danced around, you morons. Where was Seth Rollins when Paul Heyman and his goons showed up? Nowhere to be found. Stop being so stupid. I, Read I, between the lines. I, I, nobody, nobody has told me what Seth Rollins is going to do to help Cody because he hasn't shown it. Not once. He just talks about it. Just like all you idiots talk online. You ain't about it. You just talk about it. Show me. What is Seth Rollins doing to help Cody? What? I haven't heard one logical explanation. Well, let's get the match announced first. <laughs> all right. All right we don't even do know. We don't, bro, we got no explanation. How the fuck can I give you answers when they haven't even given us an explanation in four weeks? I don't I'm know. So Seth Rollins talked that talk, but is he going to walk that walk? That's If I'm Cody Rhodes, that's what I'm asking him. But obviously, this isn't real life. This is scripted television. So he's just going to, you know, go with the script. But realistically, I'd be like, yo, bro, where were you? I got beat down. Paul Heyman, I had to fight off four people. Where were you, bro? So what happens with the Rock match? If Seth Rollins doesn't show up at the Rock match, it doesn't do anything. Or it doesn't, I mean, we're like, what? You're, well, you're not well Cody, Cody, hasn't right, given, cool. Cody hasn't given Rollins an answer as to whether he wants his help or not. He hasn't All given right. him an answer yet. The last time we saw the interaction between them, he patted him on the knee while he was sitting in the doctor's office. Seth Rollins was just dancing around at, on the elimination chamber and was dancing around on Raw. You don't mean to tell me you couldn't come out and swing a chair? 
Go stack marbles on the I don't know. Bro, this Rollins turning heel just convolutes everything on top of everything and already not, not making sense because we didn't get an explanation. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't care if it does or it doesn't. If your greater good scenario plays out, I'm here for it. It's awesome. Great. Good television. But I haven't seen one iota of loyalty from Seth Rollins because he's talked about it. He's not about it. When you are about it, if I say I got you, then I got you. That's what that means. I've told you before, if somebody ran over to you and started to mess with you or tried to hurt you or something like that, and I was with you, I'd knock them out. That's that's what me, I got you back. You're not fighting this alone. I haven't seen one iota of that from Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Franklin Rollins. I haven't seen one Should iota of it. Should he have come out last night to help Cody Rhodes against three unarmed guards? Sure. Yeah. Sure. He should have. Yeah. Where but that's he the angle we're getting. They don't fucking, they don't look at the little details. They don't care. Where? But yet I'm fucking criticized for asking, well, why didn't, why wasn't this said? Why wasn't this done? This is the whole thing. They don't want it to make sense. Listen, where I come from, like I said, if I say I got you, I got you. And I haven't, Seth Rollins didn't help him when he got Samoan Spike two weeks ago. I mean, you know, the only thing we saw was when Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Theory, you know, they beat them down. So, all right, that's cool, whatever. But Seth Rollins has done nothing to help Cody Rhodes with the bloodline besides talk about it. And like I said, again, it's scripted television, but, you know, I I uh, see every angle or try and see every angle, and I believe nobody. But if I say I got you, I got you. And I don't think Seth Rollins has Cody yet. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. All right, it. someone in the chat said uh, Rollins is not cleared yet. That's an answer. Oh, my God. Yes, he, he My man was gyrating all over Elimination Chamber and gyrating all over on Monday Night Raw. I mean, we're going we're gonna to find out. There's more twists and turns to this story. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But again, if Cody wins and Seth helps, I'm all for it. I'll say, depending on how it turned out, great idea, great match, great finish to WrestleMania. But if Seth turns on Cody, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was surprised. Because like I said, if I say I'm about it, I'm about it. And I haven't seen one thing besides lip service. That's it. Listen, I don't, I don't know where we're going. Friday, apparently, Rock is on SmackDown. Roman's going to be there. Uh, well, actually, no, Roman's not advertised. Rock is advertised. And Cody is apparently going to be on Friday Night SmackDown. So uh, I don't give a shit about where Roman is. As long as we get Cody and Rock on Friday night, I think that's uh, what we need. We need some interaction. We need some explanation. We need some answers. So hopefully we get something coming out of Monday. But I did like, Drew, what we got with Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes, some continuity for the first time legitimately in this entire storyline. We went from the chamber where Cody challenged The Rock at WrestleMania because it's not happening anywhere else at WrestleMania and Paul Heyman coming out begging Cody to take that that statement back, rescind that match offer because if he doesn't, it's going to uh, end in uh, a very bad way for Cody Rhodes. I like that we got some continuity on Monday in a row. How would you think the show went off the air? I think the show went off the air brilliantly. The two phones was something for me that I was like, yeah. interesting. You know, why? They, you know, but I thought it was cool. He's got a personal phone for The Rock. He's got a personal phone for The Bloodline. So yeah. I thought The Rock was in the... There's a little Easter eggs there. But yeah. I, again, I thought it was awesome how Cody's not backing down from the challenge and everything else like that. But again... No Seth Franklin Rollins being like, he's not fighting this alone, Paul. Bring your boys. Again, and if you guys don't know where Seth Franklin Rollins is uh, or from, I didn't make that up. There was an event in Atlantic City that WWE promoted 
um, and I, I, uh, or WWE was running and the promoter for the building of Atlantic city, I think it was boardwalk hall yep. instead of freaking put Franklin. So I can't yes. claim that, but I will always call Seth Rollins, Seth Franklin Rollins. Anyways, I thought the show went off the air brilliantly. I think it sold you into Friday and I'm interested to see where this match takes place. There's a big raw in Brooklyn. There's a big raw in Chicago that no longer have CM Punk attached to it. Could we see the rock and Cody on a Monday night raw? I highly doubt it. I think the rocks work in WrestleMania by hook or crook. So again, for everyone being like, Oh, you know, this match could take place on a raw SmackDown. I highly doubt it. I'd give that like a 10% chance. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the way uh, the show went off the air. I'm looking forward to maybe getting some explanation on Friday. And it looked like it sounded like Cody was going to give us some explanation as to why he gave up his title shot to Dwayne. God, maybe, I don't know if I was hearing things or not, but it looked like it sounded like he was, giving some sort of an explanation, and he described it as, you know, we all were fans of The Rock, and we all adored The Rock, and we'd all move aside for The Rock because we were fans at one point or another. And when Rocky said something and did something, we listened, and then he mentioned something about, you know, ticket sales and merch sales and live gate, you know, that stuff, you know, puts food and a roof over my family's head and food on their table, all that, all that nonsense, but... He didn't really give you an answer, but he, it looked like he was kind of trending towards giving an answer. Did you get that same vibe? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Cody is is getting pushed to an area he like storyline wise. This yeah. is what they're going for. That Cody's pushed to his absolute limit with The Rock and Dwayne and everything else like that, and he had immense amount of respect for Dwayne, and that's why he offered up his spot in the first place so that Dwayne could take The Rock could take everything from Roman like we had like they had planned. So I think it's it's a smart way to lean into this because, like you said, and like I've said a million times on here, how we got here is very convoluted. So I'm happy they're trying to make sense of a really ridiculous situation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Friday. I think uh, we do get some more continuity, and hopefully we get some answers as well uh, with Cody and The Rock being in the same building. Moving what happens to- if Cody gets beat down by the bloodline and Seth doesn't show up again? Are we going to have this conversation again? Uh, no, then uh, then I'll uh, I'll join you uh, side by side and, and ask the question, where the fuck was uh, Mr. Franklin? Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Franklin. Yeah, I Mr. love Mr. it. Mr. Franklin. Moving on to uh, the other big thing that, we got out of uh, Monday Night Raw last night, and that is where the road to WrestleMania will take my guy, Gunther. Sami Zayn beat Nakamura last night. He was very happy about getting some momentum back on the road to WrestleMania. He knows he's good enough to be a champion in WWE, and walked, uh, Imperium walked by him, and Gunther laughed at him while walking his guys to the ring before their match with the New Day. And then we get Chad Gable, he goes to Adam Pierce. We got that great video on social media today in regards to Chad Gable and what this title match potentially means to him. It's more about the it's more about his daughter and his family than it is about the title. He wants to get revenge and he swears to God he's gonna beat Gunther for that title. All then, right, hold on. Hold on. Stop right there. Yeah. You've seen Rocky, right? All yes. of them? Yes. I was told by uh, a good friend of mine, Blake. Shout yep. out to Blake. Yep. That that promo that should have aired on Monday Night Raw for Gable, yes. that video package, was very Rocky-esque. It was. was. it? Yes. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. If Sly Stallone is going to be involved in WrestleMania, he's going to be with Cody, all right? Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be with Chad Gable, yeah. okay? Let's just, all right? But I'm just saying, was that not Rocky-esque? It was. All right. 
Definitely going to make for a memorable uh, WrestleMania, but Chad Gable, Sami Zayn, Adam Pearce, I don't know if you guys saw, was on the phone with Bronson Reed. Dominic Mysterio on the Judgment Day confronted Gunther on Monday Night Raw. Andrade walked by Dominic, and he's got a match coming up potentially next week. He's going to factor into role to WrestleMania. So I said, Drew, last night on my Raw post show, I'm all in for a one-on-one match because I'm old school. I want Gunther to defend the title, put somebody over, and drop the title and move on to uh, greener pastures for the World's Heavyweight Championship. That's my ideal situation, whether it's Sami Zayn or Chad Gable. Clearly, like you said before, McIntyre and Zayn, if Punk didn't get injured, was probably the plan. We were factoring in Lesnar and Gunther. None of this was supposed to be the plan, what we're getting now. Everything got blown up. So now... The way I see it, Triple H is trying to involve and weave several stories into one to make things a little bit more unpredictable and not leave anybody off the card. I don't know where we're going, but two things are happening here. One, we're not getting a one-on-one match. One, we're getting a tournament or some some sort of multi-man match to determine a number one contender, and we will get a one-on-one match. I don't think that's the case. Or two, I think we're getting Gunther, Andrade, Dominic, Sami Zayn, uh, Chad Gable and Gunther Bronson Reed. and Bronson Reed uh, in the ladder match, six man ladder match yeah. for the IC title. Yeah, basically, from what I saw on Monday Night Raw last night, it's either that six man ladder match, which I put out on social media this afternoon, or you're going to get some sort of like weekly, you know, tournament or maybe yeah. even a battle royal for a number one contender for the IC title. But there are six men right now that are vying for Gunther's championship, and I like it. Um, it's a way to get the championship off of Gunther without having him lose clean, yes. which is huge, especially in a ladder match. You know, Gunther could be completely incapacitated. They go after him, maybe beat the holy hell out of him towards the end. They all team up to for the greater good. Um, and uh, that's got to be a T-shirt too. But um, yeah, and that's what happens. And Gunther ends up losing the Intercontinental Championship. But I will say, if for some reason we get a singles match and it's not Gable or Zayn in the singles match, I don't want Gunther to lose that title. I do not. I don't I want him to. Lo- I don't want him to lose the championship either. But this is what I've I've said this for months, and everybody was like, "Oh, that doesn't work. He gotta he's gotta put over somebody." That's great. He's gonna put over somebody, and he's gonna drop the title without being pinned. That's the whole point of this. The yeah. fact is, and you guys and- might not want to hear it, but I'm gonna say it right now. The whole point of this is for Triple H to take Gunther, have him drop the title. They don't want him to have a pinfall loss until he loses whoever he's going to lose to when he drops the World Heavyweight Championship. This man is going to be undefeated for as long as Roman Reigns is undefeated. So get it through your skulls now. That's the direction. And since I'm such a bad booker, let's paint this picture, shall we? Sit down, grab your little paintbrushes, and we'll go paint a happy little bush in the corner. If you don't know what that is, go watch Bob Ross. Shame on you. Anyways. What I will say is, you like that? That's a, where is he? There he is. That's the dinosaur with the mustache. I'll have to show you why I have that shirt on later. But anyways, um, picture this. Gunther wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. Is still holding the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther says, in Berlin, I am cashing in this Money in the Bank contract. Adam Pierce says, that's fine. You could do that. But in order to do that, I need that. And he looks at it. And he goes, this? The Intercontinental Championship, I need that. You cannot be holding both championships. It's detrimental to the brand. Everything that you've done, we appreciate it, but I'm going to need that if you want that. And that's Gunther taking the next step. It's Gunther 
going to the next level. And it would make sense. I mean, what are you all going to say? It doesn't because it does. And whoever wins that intercontinental championship, the prestige goes with them. I understand beating Gunther has a lot more to it than just being handed the championship from a tournament or however they, they see it in a ladder match or whatever. But realistically, they're building more than one thing here. They're building Gunther to be a legitimate threat to the world championship, and they've done that. You really don't want to ruin that equity by having his shoulders been pinned to the mat because then isn't that guy the next guy? Yeah. Just saying, people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I booked something similar before we even got to the Royal Rumble with him winning the Royal Rumble, wrestling Rollins at WrestleMania and taking the title and making it title versus title and him walking out of WrestleMania with both vanquishing or vacating rather the intercontinental title on raw after mania and then them holding a tournament to crown a new champion. But I think we're well past that. I'm sticking with my guns. They don't want this man pinned. We're getting a multi-man match where he, where he will not be pinned, which will piss people off because they do feel like he needs to, you know, lay on the mat and take the pinfall loss to pass that torch on to somebody else. But I think if we have a multi-man match and Shad Gable is at the end of that match on that ladder holding the title above his head, I, I don't think anything's really going to matter. But the most important what? thing here is Gunther not taking a pinfall. I don't understand how you guys don't understand how that is not the most important thing in this entire story. He is not being beaten, no matter what. Right, so what I, I say this to say that. Okay, he loses it in a ladder match, okay? Yeah. Fine. Don't you think Guter's going to ask for a rematch? Uh, my shoulders were never pinned. Of course he is. Mat. So, and how do you get out of that one, goofballs? How do you get out of that? Then he just wins the championship back? I mean, you could do that too, but I mean, like, you're basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. Let's put the championship on Gable. All right, let's do it. And then the next night on Raw, Guter asks for his rematch, or if it's, you know, Monday and the match is on Saturday, whatever. And then Kuther's going to win the title back. What? No, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Just or, Gunther, or Gunther wins the ladder match, and Chad Gable puts his career on the line on the Raw after Manny and wins the title in front of that crowd. Fine, that works too. However you guys want to do it. Whatever, but I, I don't know. We got to be really careful with the equity we've built, not only with Gunther, but with the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know why we just don't get a one-on-one -on -one match. I don't know. You're, but they want, they, want, okay they, want, with... they want everybody on the show. I get it. Are you okay with Sammy? Well, again, the original plan was Gunther. Again, I'm going to say this too. Listen, if you original... put a gun, if you put a gun to my head and ask me which one I want, I'm going Chad Gable. But Sammy Zayn is the more attractive option to me because I feel like I'm more invested in Sammy's story than I am Chad Gable. Now, I will say this: the reason I say I would rather have Gable is because the whole Sammy Gunther dynamic. I've actually already penned in my head for WrestleMania next year when Gunther's holding the world championship. Sami Zayn wins the Rumble, and he's the one to take down Love Gunther that. and pin him at WrestleMania 41 next year. So give it to Gable this year. Love it. I absolutely love that. That's a great way. That's a great culmination bookend yes. to bookend. Love it. Absolutely love it. But again, I, you know, the original plan was Brock Lesnar and Gunther. So yeah. Gunther was not scheduled to lose this title. No. Trust me when I tell you, there are that was not the plan. So if they're the plan is to keep the championship on Gunther, then they will keep the championship on Gunther. The only reason I'm giving the Cody Rhodes thing a slight possibility is because it seems like the plan was Cody and Roman from the jump. So there's a really good chance that Cody walks out of WrestleMania with that championship. Gunther losing, I don't see it. 
And if Gunther wins the wins the match and retains the title, I know everybody will like, oh, he's gonna lose. It's getting boring. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. I sure could thing, watch. I could, I could watch Gunther hold that title for another fucking three hundred days. I don't give a shit. Should I get my tools and wrap your head around with a fucking ratchet? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Now throw you. In, what, what did what did Saul Rosenberg say? I'll throw you in the yard. <laughs> the Egyptian magician. Remember him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those were good. Tabash, the, the Egyptian magician. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, he's not winning the title. Sorry, guys. No. Fuck out of here. And no, Damian Priest is not cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase on the Intercontinental title. He would look like an idiot. Sorry. We don't have enough time for that because, I mean, you want to talk about totally devaluing those briefcases? Let me go cash in for the Intercontinental Championship. No. Fuck it. No. No. It makes Damian Priest look weak. Don't you want the world title, Damian? Yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, I know there was another instance on Monday Night Raw. I got this John Cena stuff, Vince McMahon, and this little impact note, and then we'll get to the Super Chats. Uh, Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, what'd you think last night? I'm going Rhea number one, Rhea one, Becky zero after the promo last night. I thought Becky was, uh, inferior to Rhea Ripley. Uh, the babyface reaction, I mentioned this on my post-show, Drew, is going to be a huge indication going into WrestleMania. I think Becky may actually be the heel going into this match. Not per se heel, but... I think Rhea is going to be the overwhelming favorite in Philadelphia. Yeah, I would say, yes. I thought the segment was very well done. I, obviously, I agree with you. Rhea won, Becky zero. I honestly believe Becky's going to do the right thing by the, the business, and she's going to elevate Rhea even more, and I think Rhea wins that match against Becky. But I will say that just Rhea's interaction with Judgment Day backstage showed me that Rhea was kind of face-ish, where she was like, Dom, Gunther, really? Heels don't talk like that. Heels are just like, we'll get it done no matter what we need to do. Stuff yeah. like that. Like all of Judgment Day was pretty heel when they were talking to Gunther and Imperium. Rhea was not backstage. And again, you know, I saw a lot of people like, I can't believe they used the word kumquat. Well, it's eight o'clock Eastern time and they're in the opening segment. What did you want them to call? Hey, listen, you stupid bitch. Like that's not going to happen. Okay. Like just, I, could they use a different word? Sure. But when they said it, I was like, what did they just say? Did they just say kumquat or did they say something else? And you could draw your own conclusions there. Uh, the uh, Liv Morgan fan brigade on social media. You got any words for them who are, are trying to start trends on social media to get her involved in this uh, world championship match at WrestleMania? Yeah, I said this on the show. This was a really slippery slope, dangerous game by WWE. And you were like, why? And I was like, here we are. Here we are. I love you guys to death and you girls to death, but you're not going to be able to change every booking scenario that happens because you are Karen or what's the equivalent for a dude? What do they call them? Kyle's something that you don't like. Again, you know, I had a lot Bart. of people on social. Well, okay. But <laughs> I had a lot of people on social media be like, Hey, do you not remember WrestleMania 30? Uh, no shit, Rick. I do remember WrestleMania 30 and somebody walked out. And basically screamed from the rooftops, the mountains, that Daniel Bryan should have won the Royal Rumble. And if it wasn't for that person, you would have never seen Daniel Bryan win that championship. So it wasn't just you fans. And I get it. Why not appease your largest audience? But they can't continue to do this because now look at what we got. We got people complaining about Becky versus Rhea. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Who's got the I, equity that Becky has to pass to Rhea? I, I don't. I don't Nobody. know. Nobody. I don't know what else. 
I really don't know what else to say. On th- I'm going to clip the whole fucking segment from last night's show. That's how fucking great it was. You know, th- this is all I'll say in this regard to Liv Morgan. She's not a WrestleMania main event championship caliber fucking performer. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Yet. The whole, the whole, yeah, I will say that. I'm a fan of Liv Morgan. Don't get me wrong. The whole priority here is to enhance Rhea Ripley and get her to the next stage of her title run. Liv Morgan is not going to do that. Do you know who's going to do that? Becky Lynch. So Liv Morgan, no matter how many people want to complain, you'll get your story. You'll get whatever story they have to tell. At Backlash, you want WWE to book a WrestleMania without Becky and Rhea after losing CM Punk, losing Roman Rock because of fan outrage, and then Brock Lesnar, Gunther? Yeah, let's not book Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley, the biggest match that we could do in the entire division at WrestleMania, because the fans want fucking Liv Morgan. Give me a yeah, fucking again, break. I mean, I Liv's not there yet. Neither's Tiff, um, Tiffany Stratton. But again, you know, a lot of people are like, well, the Cody situation and the, and the uh, Brian Danielson situation was different. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The Brian Danielson really wasn't. The Cody is uh, because it was convoluted and the, the writing, how we got there and everything else was garbage. Cody won the Rumble. So it makes a lot of sense. The uproar. This, nah, nah. Becky won. Be your champion. See you at WrestleMania. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you guys as far as Liv is concerned. I mean, I don't know what Liv is doing at the show. She's obviously in some sort of plan. I mean, she eliminated Jade with help from somebody else in the Royal Rumble. She eliminated Bianca Belair in the Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. She's obviously got to be doing something. What are we doing? Yeah. Take I that as a small victory. What the fuck are you right. guys complaining about? Bianca got- Belair. You eliminated Bianca Belair from fucking Elimination Chamber. She's up here. Liv Morgan yeah. is nowhere near that. How stupid can you guys and girls be? They made Liv in the Chamber match. They made Tiff. And, I mean, we talked about this on the Chamber Review Show. I thought Naomi should have had a better showing, and there was really nothing there for Bianca. No meat on the bone. So they made Tiff. They made Liv. And Becky won. And y'all are still complaining. They made three people in one match. And, again, Becky has the equity to pass to Rhea. Rhea is going to be the face, which she already is, but for the foreseeable future of the women's division. And, you know, that's it. You don't like it? Tough. Somebody asked a question here about what we we claim to be the best in the IWC, blah, blah, blah. What do we think of what a culture and all these other... I have an immense amount of respect for everybody who does this. But if I don't think that me and JD are the best, then I wouldn't be doing this. And if you don't think you're going to be the best or are the best at something, then do something else. Have confidence in yourself. Well, culture couldn't hold a candle to what I do. Fuck out of here. Uh, listen, uh, these guys in the chat, somebody said Becky versus Rhea equals piss break. Really? Oh. I'm sure you guys thought the same thing, and I'm not really defending them because I didn't want them in the main event, and the fucking feud and story was non-existent, was terrible. But you guys probably said the same thing about Rhea and Charlotte last year. What did they do? They probably gave you the best women's match since Bailey and Sasha at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn number one. Sit the fuck down. Give me a yeah. break with that shit. You don't think the, Becky and Rhea is going to deliver a banger match? Oh, 100. A fuck out of here. Huge, a huge match. And again, Becky is at the top of her game in ring right now. She, The last year, she's been spectacular. What the fuck? And Rhea is great. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, I. that's just you guys not just accepting what it is. And you don't see it. And that's okay because it wasn't your vision or it wasn't your direction. Or it wasn't your prediction, which is why I've said you guys are like the spoiled kids at Toys R Us. It, it just because it didn't go your way, you're going to sit there and this is what I want. It doesn't work like that. 
It doesn't. This is the biggest match they could possibly have in the women's division at this current moment to pass equity, to pass torch. And it again, you don't think these two women are going to work their, their tails off. Come on, come on. It's the, not like they're, it's not like some like bullshit thrown together match. This is a good match. Come on. The vision guys next year, we're getting Roman. We're getting rock one-on-one. We're getting Sammy. We're getting Gunther one-on-one. I'm just see the vision. We're getting Rhea versus Bianca next year. That's the vision. Get on board. What the fuck are you guys crying about? Rhea is up there. There's no reason why Rhea should be dropping this championship. No matter what, you want Liv Morgan in her match with Rhea to do what? Lose? Give me a fucking break. She's not losing that title. She's basically Gunther. That's, yeah. all, that's what she is. Yeah. Do you see that... Uh... MLW and WWE settled their lawsuit for $20 million. Good on them. That's a nice day for MLW. Holy shit. I wish they put on good television. <laughs> I never, I can't say anything, man. I never watched one fucking MLW show. Just give me Jacob Fatu and just fucking call it a day, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yep. Moving on with uh, these other tidbits that we got here before we get to the Super Chats. There was a interview with Howard Stern. Yes, Howard Stern is still doing his thing. Uh, John Cena was interviewed on Howard Stern and he gave a very bizarre response to the Vince McMahon allegations. He says this, and I quote, I don't think it's complicated to talk about. It's complicated to listen to. That's why I don't necessarily put a lot of time and equity into it. There's still a long way to go. I can say this. I'm a big advocate of love and friendship and honesty and communication in the same breath. I'm also a big advocate of accountability. If someone, good thing Vince was uh, accountable for what he did. I mean, I missed that fucking memo. If someone's behavior lies so far outside your value system that the balance shifts of, I can't operate in this world where this works, that's the end result of being accountable. Right now, I'm going to love the person I love. Be their friend. I love you. You have a hill to climb or an uphill to climb. There is saying or the saying of you don't know who your friends are until shit hits the fan or your back is against the wall. That doesn't make any of what's going on any easier to swallow. Just telling someone you love them. It's a hill to climb and we'll see what happens. That's that. It sounds so cliche, but it has to be one day at a time. I've openly said I love the guy. I have a great relationship with the guy and that's that. It's largely my construct of operating with honesty and communication. I mean... He went on to say, Drew, that he owes everything to Vince McMahon for making his career, but in no statement there did he say, oh, I'm disgusted, I'm heartbroken, I'm hurt over the things that he said, and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I mean, it was just a very bizarre way to go about it. What, what did you make of John Cena's comments here on Stern? Um, I think John and Vince McMahon have a unique relationship, obviously. And I think John didn't want to bury somebody he considers a close friend, maybe even a mentor. Um, he could have said something else, I guess, but it's really not my place to comment on how John feels about Vince McMahon and the situation. I think what Kevin Owens said was how I maybe would have handled it. Or Randy, or Randy Orton even said it hurts his heart too. Yeah, and that's the you you know that's probably the way to go about it. That's how I would, but I'm not going to tell John Cena how to how to speak or articulate anything. John knows what he's doing, and John always does things with a purpose and says things with a purpose. Yes, but I'm more along the uh, I'm more in the camp of the allegations were horrific to read, and I hope you know all of this uh, never happens again. 
Yeah, I think he went about it the wrong way. Or I mean, listen, it's his opinion. You know, we have uh, our stance, and uh, that's our opinion on it. I think his uh, delivery there and his response, his statement was shit. Uh, there is uh, others that have spoken up about it, like Rain Dorton said here with Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated. I got to say, I wouldn't be here uh, where I am without Vince McMahon. I would not be where I am today without Vince, but fuck, I'm reading this shit. What you've seen and read is what I've seen and read as far as on that and commenting on that. It hurts my fucking heart, end quote. I mean, yeah. I mean, Randy, uh, I mean, his, his answer was a lot better than fucking John Cena's in my opinion, but it's uh, okay uh, to say, it's okay to say that Vince is the reason why you are where you are. Everybody's here because of Vince. We're here talking right. about this because of fucking Vince. But yeah. you, you could be an employee and say, my boss was a fucking piece of shit and what he did was wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think that's ever that. gonna. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't think anybody would use that type of language uh, in terms of like he was a piece of shit. But I understand what you're saying. Again, if it was me, I would flat out say, um, I guess, you know, uh, what I read was absolutely horrific, and uh, you know, I this uh, this should never ever be tolerated, nor should it ever happen again. But you're not gonna get guys like Cena, Taker, Hogan. Um, yeah. Triple H, they're just going to say no comment, basically. Yeah, because it's, a, it's, it it's, a, it's in the law's hands. It's in the court of law right now. Nobody wants to say anything because, as for all we know, Vince could fucking settle out of this thing and be found not guilty. Well, who knows? I I can tell you this right now. During the quarterly meeting that I listened to this after or this evening, basically they are saying that that's where they believe this is headed. They don't believe like we'll have to be subpoenaed or anything else like that. Like our Emmanuel talked about that. Like we've already discussed that. But we are under the impression that we'll probably get this settled out of court. But if we have to really? go to court, then we'll go to court. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's obviously developing. We got more and more people speaking up about Vince McMahon. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. If anything else comes out of that story, which uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything else on top of what we already know. And finally, guys, some TNA news and notes here, as if you guys give a shit. Uh, they may that, be. You're going to talk about Tamataga? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him. Oh, man, well, the, the TNA note, let me make, make this sure. quickly. Uh, they potentially may be going to live television weekly in 2025, and they may actually find new uh, Full Sail University as their new home next year, Drew. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's very possible. Um, I believe somebody who is very, very well-known in the wrestling business just took a job at Full Sail University. Really? Yeah. Let me look. I, I, I want to say that this has made the news but I want to make sure. Man, I miss Full Sail University. That's when NXT was at its peak. I mm -hmm. loved the layout. It looked great on television. The lighting was great. The crowd was always great. I don't know what TNA would do uh, as far as filling that arena every week. They'd probably have to give out free tickets and such, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, a great venue uh, aesthetically. You get some of the students to work there to get uh, some hands-on experience. I, I like the move. I think that's a great move. And Scott DeMore was actually looking at Full Sail before they canned him. And I don't know if uh, uh, TNA Anthem are going to fulfill Scott DeMore's vision there and actually do uh, that move. So we'll see what happens. But it's a very yeah, interesting take there. It is. And that's the thing. Like, you know, um, I always liked when NXT was there. And I think, you know, TNA, whoever, um, it would be a, a smart move for them. Yeah. And then, obviously, I don't know how we forgot it. It slipped past us because we were talking about the WrestleMania stuff, but uh, someone that could absolutely factor into the biggest angle right now, whether it's pre-WrestleMania or post-WrestleMania, is Tamatanga. 
He is on his way to WWE. This was behind Dave Meltzer's paywall today, and everybody else picked up on it. It is indeed taking place. He is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he will be joining WWE. And this is coming from Fightful. Tuesday, Wrestling Observer reported that longtime wrestler in New Japan, Tamatanga, is headed to WWE. Fightful was able to confirm this. And this is the expected move, barring unforeseen circumstances. WWE's been maintaining interest in Tamatanga for nearly a decade, and the two sides have had many talks over the years. So when I saw this, Drew, I said, all right, well, there's a potential new Bloodline member right there. I was met with people, oh, he's not Samoan. So I love my fans because they're quick, man. They, I guess they used Google, and they came up with this, and I got this tweeted to me today. Dwayne Johnson considers Tamatanga family. He considers Haku, his uncle, a part of the family. Tonga's sons, known as Tamatanga, or, or uh, Haku's sons, rather. Uh, Tamatanga and, uh, no, I'm sorry, Tonga's sons, known as uh, Tangaloa. I don't know if I'm reading this right, Hikuleo, their cousin Simi, Bad Luck Fale, have all wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're all a part of the uh, Anawaii family extended. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's professional. Oh, uh, before I, I did say that I believe a former professional wrestling name um, was added to Full Sail, and John Sabor is the executive director and head of partnerships now with Full Sail. And if you don't know who John Sabor is, he was part of WWE for a very long time. So interesting. Yes. Um, anyway, to your so, yes, point. Haku sons, Haku sons, they're and, all fam- They're all family. Dwayne Johnson gets his Haku, his uncle. Yeah. It's scripted television. <laughs> Yokozuna was yes. not Japanese and he was not a sumo wrestler. He was Samoan. And realistically they can, of uh, the rock Dwayne Johnson has called Haku, his uncle. Yes. So this is Haku's kid. So yes, yes he could be in the bloodline. He could not be. Who knows? I don't know. Realistically, it's all storyline-driven entertainment. If they want to put Bronson Reed Samoan, he, is. he could be in the bloodline if he wanted to, I guess, right? I mean, it's Everybody's all calling for Naomi to be in the bloodline. She's not related to the fucking family. Right. You know, I want they want Nia Jax. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different things that they could do. It's all storyline-driven material. So, you know, if there's an, a shred of Samoan or bloodline, you know, re, you know, relativity with these guys and girls, it's possible. But, I mean, stop. Like, I understand everybody who's in the bloodline right now is technically, you know, blood bloodline. But that doesn't mean that that's how they're going to keep it. I mean, no. they can't they can't get everybody. You know? I mean, this is, I mean, like you said, it's scripted. They could make it work. And before I butchered all that, yes, Haku, uh, Dwayne Johnson considers Haku his uncle, and then his sons, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, uh, Hikuleo, and Bad Luck Fale. So, I mean, they're not going to get all those guys. Tamatanga's coming in. They want Hikuleo. They've talked to Hikuleo. Tamatanga, depending on how he goes in WWE, they may bring in Tangaloa. Who the fuck knows? Then we got Jacob Fatu and then other members of the uh, Fatu clan. Like Drew and I have talked about, we, we've talked about splitting this bloodline into a family civil war here with Dwayne Johnson leading one half and Roman leading the other, which the whole story intertwined will lead to where everybody else's allegiance lies. Where does Jimmy stand? Where does Solo stand? Which side will they pick? This is why I don't really understand why people want Roman and Rock to fucking have this dissension following WrestleMania when the whole fucking story is with them 
being together over the summer and then building to the end of the year going into WrestleMania next year. That's the way I do it. Right. And I agree with you. I mean, there's so many different avenues and angles they could take here. Again, just because somebody isn't, you know, cousin or brother, that doesn't mean they can't be bloodline. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just pump the brakes. Uh, you know, The Undertaker's not really dead. Kane and Undertaker are not really brothers. So just chill out. You'll be all right. I promise you'll be all right. Oh, well, you mean to tell me that The Undertaker didn't rise from the dead and his powers didn't come from the urn? You mean to tell me at the Royal Rumble Fuck 1993 me. or was it 94? I that when the under Right, when The Undertaker ascended to heaven, that he wasn't dead? No. I guess not. I guess That's not. Your life, your life is over, JD. That's, That's it. it. You know That's what's it. over? This fucking news. We're going to get into the, uh, the Super Chats. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Really appreciate you joining us here on TNT episode number 37. Hopefully it was worth it for you. We got 2,700 people in here on a... Tuesday night, who apparently you guys were watching NXT and Sean Spears showed up. Oh, man, the perfect 10. I do want to say this before we get into the Super Chats. Quickly from the WWE quarter, uh, quarterly call, uh, I'm going to inform JD. I don't know if he if he listened to it, and I want to inform some of the listeners and watchers. Um, WWE had talked about a bunch of their partnerships, the Netflix deal, everything else like that. They did state that uh, they don't know what Vince McMahon's motives are yet with his stocks, but they are willing and able to uh, purchase them if they become available or if he even wants to sell them. They're kind of waiting on the sidelines. I did touch on the whole, uh, they do believe um, that they are going to settle whatever happens out of court, but if they have to testify, they will, and they believe they're in a good position. They didn't know any of this information when Vince McMahon sold the WWE 2 Endeavor and merged with TKO and everything else like that. They also talked about um, how Ari and everybody else is really uh, interested in the shopping of the media rights for the PLEs. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming. That's interesting. That's the part I'm looking forward to, where yeah. those PLEs land. And mm -hmm. if uh, those major five or major four are going to uh, big, hefty price tags. Yeah. Nick Khan talked about the international markets and how the footprint has been set and they will continue to do business the way they're doing it because it works. So, Bro, you, 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 you mean to tell me Kane wasn't a dentist, bro? You mean to tell me Razor Ramon wasn't from Cuba? Miami, Florida? Oh, was he? I don't know. Well, I think so, yeah. And you mean to tell me that Diesel wasn't, like, a truck driver? I don't know, man. That's, that's a new one to me. Uh, Michael hey. Krause with a five. Thank you, guys. Good Tuesday. J.D. Drew, thank you for the Chamber stream on Saturday. Then Gold Google It shirt is on fire. Predictions for SmackDown. J.D. Drew, thanks again. Thank you, Michael. Um, Yeah. Chamber was good. I, I probably won't ever go back and rewatch it, honestly. Just, it was, um, it was yeah, it, it I, is what it is. Prediction for Friday. I hopefully we uh, Seth has Cody's back. Yeah. Hero with a five. I'm all for Gable dethroning Gunther under one condition. I need him to get serious. No more jokes. No dancing with Tozawi. Stands. He needs to stand on business. I absolutely agree. And I think uh, after that promo this uh, morning that we got on X, I think it's leaning towards that. Uh, John Lamy with 19 months. OTS for life. Thank you, John. Michelle with a two. How would you feel if Cody lost again at WrestleMania? I will fucking rant like I had uh, to watch a Punjabi prison match with Colleen and Randy Orton. And I will call into JD's show on Sunday as I'm leaving the building and getting back to my Airbnb <laughs> or hotel, and I will say... Uh, <laughs> I told hey, you so. Uh, no, I'm not going to say I told you so. I would just say, hey, let's, let's let it play out, right, pal? Yeah, yeah. 
Trey the Trills with 11 months. Do you guys think WWE will ever go back to TV 14 now under this new administration and with Raw going to Netflix next year? Cheers, boys. Keep grinding. Uh, WWE doesn't need to go TV 14 as long as they book in a very adult-like fashion and they want to sprinkle in a couple of uh, uh, profanities here and there. Not really saying the F-bomb, but like a bitch or son of a bitch or something. Asshole, prick, something like that. Uh, the Rock I, does I'm, that. All for, I'm all for that, yeah. yeah. The Rock does it already. I think the Netflix deal, they kind of talked about that at the earnings call. The Netflix deal will open up some different type of adult-based content for them where they can maybe get away with more at the, you know, um, third hour time slot. Uh, listen, the Ho Train wasn't real. In fact, that's not a good example because uh, he was actually the owner of a strip club. He so, was. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that example doesn't work in this context. I'm sorry. Rikishi did not run over Stone Cold Steve Austin no. with the car. No. Three Kings with 19 months. The Golden Mike will be mine soon. Yes, indeed, brother. Thank you for 19 months. Tone C with a $2 super chat. I ordered my Go Google It shirt today. Thank you, brother. Miles Marable with a 499. If somehow things did work out in AEW for Cody, who the fuck was WWE going to have to beat Roman? OTS for life. Uh, that's a very good question. I don't know. I don't think we'd be looking at Roman losing. I will sit here and say nothing. Nothing. Lewis with a 499. Smoking a cigar. Listen to two of the best. JD, I sent you pictures of the lounge. Drew, what's your preferred tequila? Uh, I'm a G4 guy. If we're sipping, I like G4 tequila. If we're mixing, like for ranch waters or margaritas, I'm a... Uh, Tapatio. Uh, Lewis, the reason he asks is Lewis, Lewis is giving us the option of having our... Uh, our live podcast, the one that we were supposed to do in the studio, at his cigar slash bar lounge in Philly. I'm game for whatever. That that'll I'll leave that up to, to JD. All right. Lewis, I saw the pictures, man. I like what I saw. I'll get back to you, brother. Uh arrangements with a 499. Do you guys know when the first Hall of Fame inductee will be announced? I, I think this guy would probably know more than I do on that. I don't know. The Hall of Fame inductions are coming soon. I think JD had a good one with Lex. I think there's going to be a heavy ECW presence. Um and maybe uh Wyndham uh, Maybe I would, you know, I campaign and will always campaign hard for my guy Taz, but I just yeah. don't see that being a possibility right now due to AEW. Yeah. So. Uh, Sense X Hoops with a, with a 999. Don't really even watch WWE that much anymore. Just tune it to you guys as I've been interested in behind the scenes stuff. Kudos to you guys. Keep it up. Question What would you guys do with Austin Theory? I would keep him in a tag team with Grayson Waller and have them vie for the tag team titles. That's what I'm doing. Okay, Tra I don't hate that. Yeah. Travis Drum with 18 months. Just order my Go Google It shirt. Thanks, JD and Drew, for the absolute best weekly wrestling podcast. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Nicole Faluka with a $4.99. No message. Thank you, Nicole. Um, Lucky Geo with a $4.99. Story must finish at 40. It's in Philly. They gave us the match we wanted. Cody said it should happen at Media. Cody loses. What a horrible tease. I agree. I agree, too. But anything can and will happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Thanks, Jack Tony. Lucky Geo. 499. Roman being champ past 40 is awful. He barely shows up right now. Imagine if uh, Cena or Triple H barely showed up in the past as world champion. That's terrible. Fucking thank you for the money, but miss me with that shit. <laughs> thank you, brother. Um, Isaac with a 499. 
I'll be at AW tomorrow in my hometown. We'll try to make a go Google it sign. I appreciate that, Isaac. Maybe maybe uh, it'll get past security. Maybe. I wish they sold more than 3,000 tickets for that Huntsville show. Yeah. But, well, I can tell you right now, somebody said Sabu for the Hall of Fame. No. Now, I mentioned Unless that they last do week, the and this guy said no. Unless they do the entire, like, ECW, like we're putting ECW in the Hall of Fame, which I think is a miss. No. no. Matt Phillips. I, I'm sorry. What were we saying, Joe? No, I I just I just don't see it. I could see Dreamer, I could see Raven, yeah. I could even see Sandman. Yeah. I but I and Paul Heyman, but I don't see Sabu. Uh Matt Phillips with the five. Love your work, guys. I'm lucky enough to be in Greensboro this Sunday. Do we think Sting will zip line or rappel down at Revolution? Thank you. I don't know, Matt. That's a good question. Ooh. Uh I would uh I would probably say no. What I would like to see is somebody come out as Surfer Sting. Somebody come out. As Crow Sting and somebody come out as Joker Sting. Yeah. So like we have all of that. I don't want Sting at his age repelling from the ceiling unless he wants to. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Michael Bertoni with a five dollar super chat. Drew needs to bring back Broken Dreams theme ASAP. Def Rebel sucks. Cody needs to bring back Winged Eagle and Tactical Sprint is garbage. OTS for life. Tactical Sprint is a Call of Duty thing. I agree. Uh, Michael, I would love if Drew brought. Back broken dreams, but I don't see that happening. Somebody said that AEW took your sign in Oklahoma City. No Did way. they? No way. Did it have something like vulgar on it? Good luck. AEW took my JD sign at Oklahoma City. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know. What are, what did it say, uh, Stallions? Uh, El Mulatto, 999. What's up, guys? Do you think WWE signing Tamatonga works in order to avoid Finn Balor going to AEW? By the way, I think that Chris Statlander should have been booked in the spot Deanna is in. She's been wasted in AEW. Yeah, Stat should be booked better, but uh, hopefully with uh, things kind of turning over, she gets a bigger priority. And um, yeah, Finn Balor's contract's coming up. I don't know what's going on with him. Finn's going to resign. Yeah. The one that JD threw out there that I think is actually a possibility, the more I like think about it, is Styles. Yeah. Elizabeth with a 279. Thank you, Elizabeth. No message. Michelle Moran with a two-dot super chat. When his contract ends, is Brian going back to WWE? No. No. Brian's going to be with AEW for a very long time. I think Brian becomes one of the top bookers there and really helps Tony Khan hopefully take AEW to the next level. Um, El Mulato with a 999. I know this will probably never happen because this person kind of effed up her career, but how much do you think a match between Rhea and Tessa Blanchard would have been? I I, I, oh. I think Tessa is great, but I don't see her coming back to a major promotion. I don't, yeah. Somebody asked why I'm bald because I don't have any hair. <laughs> Michael Bertoni with a $5 super chat. I got ringside tickets for SmackDown in my hometown in Pittsburgh on April 19th. Hoping to see Cody there as WWE champion. Also, Jim Johnston for Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Would love that. He needs to be in person, too. Not some fucking stupid uh, Warrior Award bullshit where they don't show up. Fuck out of here. Jim Johnston is one of the most vital pieces in WWE history. He should absolutely be honored. JT Fatality with five. Sean Spears just debuted returning to WWE as the cryptic NXT superstar with all those graphics. Ah. He's the chairman gimmick with a great addition. That's great. Everybody thought that was uh, Okada. What happened there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Stay off social media. Why reality sucks, dude, I'll super chat. Another Samoan to ruin Cody at Mania. Tamatanga. No. No, I think Tamatanga debuts after WrestleMania. Vinny, 199. If Cody loses at Mania, I hope Dwayne goes bankrupt. Yeah, that's never going to happen. What? No. He's got too much money. 
Mike43 with a $2 super chat. Perhaps Drew going to make fun of CM Punk 2011 angle. Maybe. He could do the whole win the championship and kiss it, like kiss the stuff. Maybe. I think, Maybe. I listen, man. You may be onto something. I'd love to see that. Like um, Deontay Smith with a $5 super chat. I find it interesting. We are almost a month into this build and the Rock and Roman have yet to give or have any direct verbal interaction with each other. Yes. Something that we're keeping a close eye on. Some guy in the chat said, it. maybe if you grow your hair, your booming will be better, Andrew. My booming will be better? What does that mean? Get a wig, Andrew. You need it. No, he got benched. I mean, I would uh, I would say something about your mother, but I don't want to get canceled on here. So they uh, they, they, they call you a boomer, man. What the fuck does that mean? What is? Oh, you're talking about like a, I don't I wasn't born in uh, that era. What, are they, that what do they call you? Woke? I don't know. What, what the fuck are you oh, guys yeah. talking about? I, woke. Y'all don't even know the definition of woke. The furthest thing from woke you'll ever meet. El Mulatto with a one ninety nine. Drew, stop booking like Vince. Vince is a billionaire, a shitty one, but whatever. Way of Woe with a 499. Drew, Cody versus Seth again with no title. Make zero sense just for Cody to beat him three more times. Please try to book this stupid idea of a feud. Laughing my ass off. I, I'm just telling you, I agree with that. I don't. I do not want to see Cody and Seth again at all, but I still have not seen anything from Seth. Seth has talked about it. He has not been about it. I'm a man of action. Right, listen, you got a point there. Uh, why reality sucks with another five. Rollins already betrayed the Shield 10 years ago. Seems to me they might do it on a bigger stage and kill the We Want Cody movement, making Seth heal. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't make sense to me. Cody needs to win the championship, so we're booking backwards. I don't. None of this makes sense. TVP with a 199. Roman is advertised for SmackDown this Friday. Okay. So they're all there. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, they should be. Basic with a 499. Cody hasn't agreed to Seth's proposal. Seth is going to be there to help Cody with any interference during his match with Roman. Okay. Yeah, again. All right. Great. I'm great. Seth Rollins says stuff, but he doesn't mean it. Just like a bunchy wouldn't say shit to minor JD's face. Seth's got to be about it. El Mulatto with a 199. How about giving Sammy the money in the bank in Toronto? I could see it. Yeah. What about Braun Breaker? Yeah. Work. T with a 199. Seth Rollins is the Captain America of this story. Yes, he is. I don't know that stuff, so I'll take Maybe. word for it. How about Captain Planet? Ooh, remember, well, remember, remember him? Captain Planet. Yeah, I remember that show. Mad Mike with a 999. Good, as always, guys. Question for both of you. If you guys saw the 2K roster reveal, how do you feel about the NXT superstars missing again, such as Keanu James, Lexus King, Electra Lopez, etc., etc.? I don't Mad Mike, I appreciate your $10, bro, but I don't really give a shit who's in the game and who's not in the game. I think they put like, CM Punk behind a fucking paywall. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably what they'll do with some of these guys, too. Sidro with a $2 super chat. Who's worse, Liv Stans or Alexa Stans? Alexa, by far. Jamel Turney with a $4.99. Mercedes got bad stands, too. Uh, I can't take Gable serious as champ if he's going to be dancing backstage with Tozawa. Why don't we trust Paul Levesque, Okay. Trust the process. Lisa with a five. Hyped when Sammy Gunther were face-to-face -face last night. Whenever those two feud, would rather it be for the world title. I think that feud will be special. Lisa, absolutely agree. Phil, thank you for the 20 in Super Chat. Phil, awesome show as always. J.D. and Drew, no matter how many headaches I get in terms of what's going on in pro wrestling, as long as we get excited for what's to come, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I agree. <laughs> Phil's a good dude. Thanks, Phil. 
Don DeNero with a 490. Now, off topic, but any thoughts on Bo Dallas' recent Dead Mare promo and who will possibly be a part of the Wyatt Six faction? It was very well done. Guys, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It is a fan-made site, a fan-made YouTube channel. Bo Dallas has nothing to do with that. Have you seen this yet? I have not. What happened? All right, so then don't worry about it. It's All fucking right. good. It's nothing. Guys, the Bo Dallas stuff on YouTube is fan-made. It's the only way you're going to get a conclusion for some fans to come up with a story. That's it. N Squared Podcast with a 499. No message. Thank you, brother. Basic with a 199. You mean to tell me Nails wasn't a convict? No. You mean to tell me Big Boss Man wasn't? Well, actually, maybe he was, wasn't he? Nails was a convict. What about Big Boss Man? Was he uh, He a uh, corrections officer from Cobbs County, Georgia? Cobb County, Georgia. Yes, he was. Uh, Chompers with a 499. Tony D versus Carmelo. Number one contender match for the NXT title. Great. Carmelo's winning. Cool. I don't know why Carmelo's going after the NXT title when it should be about Trick Williams and Carmelo. I don't really understand that. Maybe Carmelo wins it and Trick takes it off Carmelo. Is that what they're going for? I have no idea. Ilya's getting called up? Uh-oh. Yeah, I, th- I could see that. Yeah. I think Ilya might be... Maybe there's a new uh, Imperium. Maybe. N squared with a 499. I don't agree with all y'all uh, with all y'all say, but I do respect what you do. You made a fan out of me. JD, do you take interviews? Love to interview you for my show. Uh, thank you, brother. Uh, no, I don't do interviews. I don't really like them. Nothing you against you, but I don't do them. Thank you for the support, bro. Uh, cause and effect with the $2 super chat. Gunther versus Sammy, WrestleMania 41. Sammy gives Gunther his first loss. Yes, that's the way I'm looking at I love that booking from JD. Absolutely loved it. Jared Howard with the two-dot series. If Cody loses in Philly, Philly fans are going to riot. Yes, they will. Chickens. Wouldn't be the, the first chickens, time. Chickens will be the last thing that they get uh, tossed into the ring. Amit Kumar with a 100 in rupees. Love this show. JD and Drew. Thank you, Amit. Thank you. Um, Suzuki Goon with a five. Tamatanga, brother, was in WWE before he was Camacho. Interesting. I don't remember Camacho. Was he a part of Los Bariquas? Was that him? I just know Hector. I know Hector Macho Camacho. That's all I know. Uh, Jared Howard, too. If Cody loses book trilogy, SummerSlam or Money in the Bank. Cody should not. Guys, I need I need for, the, for you to get this out of your head. He, he needs to finish the story, okay? Chris. Needs. Yes. Needs to finish the story. Chris OGs with a five. You mean Gangrel wasn't a vampire? You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. No. Gangrel does have vampire teeth. Yes. Isaac P with a 199. Did you see Paul Heyman's controversial quote tweet? No, I did not. Adam nope. with a 279. How would you book Cody versus Rock? Well, if it's going to take place, it takes place at WrestleMania, and this year is the only place to do that. So night one. Adam, Adam, I never will ever say like what are we doing and i appreciate and i'm not going to crap on anybody's donations or anything like that but what when you decided to give money what made you say i'm going to give two dollars and 79 cents i don't know yeah i don't don't really understand that yeah tell me why i that's all i'm asking maybe it's it's a canadian it's a canadian so maybe it maybe it equals out to uh, something even on the uh, american side i don't know got it Jamel Turney, Drew, why are you letting them get under your skin with a 199 Super Chat? No, let me tell you something. Nobody lives rent-free in this bald head, and nobody gets under this skin. Uh, there's a couple things that, that would get me going, and I will never tell you what they are. 
But uh, just like I said on social media, I'm not passive aggressive. I got a problem with you. I'll say it's your fucking face because most of you could fit in my fucking pocket. Uh, Jason Barker with a $10 super chat. Thank you, brother. I offended some AEW fans just now. Chris Jericho is going against CMLL Atlantis Jr. And I was like, who is that? I said, go Google it. And then they sent me my shit. Why should I care? Jason, there's no, there's no, uh, reasoning with these people, bro. They're, they're mental. They're mental. Uh, Atlantis, is that, that sounds like a fucking hotel. The Atlantis. What? Who is what? that? So, yeah, who, so Jericho's in CML doing what? He's wrestling Atlantis Jr. Okay. Google him. All right. I'm doing it right now, Does he look like every, does he look like all the other guys that we saw on Dynamite? I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth with a 699 Canadian. Ashley for WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. And that's it. That's all we got. I'm going to go Google it. So is Drew. <laughs> Thank you guys for all your love and support. Uh, we had 2,800 people in here on a Tuesday night. Thank you guys for the love on TNT. We got some big shit coming up. Glad that you guys are with us. Make sure you click the link and go buy your tickets to the tailgate. WrestleMania 40. In the parking lot of Lincoln Financial Field, it's going to be a great afternoon. We're going to have VIP guests, superstar talent, and we are going to have beer and food unlimited for you guys, depending on which tier you buy. And then we'll have a live show as well, so it's going to be great. And then Drew and I will be doing a bunch of other shit that will be coming uh, soon. To your notifications, I will let you guys know what we're doing that week. It's going to be a big week. But follow us on social media, at JD from NY206, at Andrew Baydala on X. Go and get your Go Google It t-shirts. Link is in the description. Go and get yours today. Would love to have that. Just uh, outsell everything else on the storefront. And fill with a 9.99. People feeding into the tribalism. Someone said there's levels to this when Tony Khan got Okada, Osprey, Mercedes, and Triple H got Tamatanga and Sean Spears. Let's stop with the tribalistic bullshit. That's a ridiculous fucking comment. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, hit that subscribe button. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes. And thank you guys for the super chat love. We will see you next week for episode number 38 right here on TNT. See you guys later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.